right. I can I can compose myself. I can survive. I can do it. Can you? So, <laughs> before we get into uh, today's adventures here, well, first of all, this is what I was going to say, but a hero point from this same Kaga who just spent so many subs. This is the, this is the true nature of the, the re-rolls. A hero point for Trashik, or as I like to call them, a future 20, best used when not critically important. Still think your best hero points ever were Rur and the Pepper Eating Contest. Yeah, those oh, were the best. Yeah. Those are the best your, your 20s ever. one hero points I think you've spent so far. By the way, we've been keeping count. Two more, and I passed the GM He's actually total. almost caught up to me in total points at this point. It's horrifying. Yeah. Uh, I mean, ah, three more a, now. A wide array of various sponsors. Oh, but I also have Dragonic Soul. Oh, my God. Mm, a couple of Whoa. other people. Whoa. Someone was hoarding. It's a good thing that you have a cap. Oh, it's beautiful. Man. Love to see him. Draconis just like, came by with like a stack of bills and just threw them in your face. It's a crime if I don't have any. Why not, too? As it turns out, he can be bought. Oh, so cheap. <laughs> Dragonic Soul, thank you for these. I've been woefully unprepared since I had to spend them on the last mini-boss fight. But what I was going to say was thank you to Paizo uh, for sponsoring the show, having us on their channel as always, and for this adventure we're playing through because uh, it's fantastic. I honestly think that just source material-wise, this, especially for being literally the first thing that came out along with the edition, is Possibly my favorite of the adventure paths I've played. It's Strange Aeons is real good. That's stiff competition. I really like Strange Aeons because personally I am so about all the eldritch, like Cthulian nonsense, literal king oh, yellow really? kind of stuff. Really? Really? We're loading him up? Oh, it's time to go. <laughs> That's fine, because now they can't give him anymore. And Marie Momento coming in with the third. So I get the cool coins. I can't give all of you the cool coins, these campaign coins that they come out with. It actually are like the nice uh, Pathfinder logo. They got the Age of Ashes. I can, there's no way you can see this, but the Age of Ashes iconography on the back. I'm sure you can eat in the dice tray. Yeah. that are super nice. And unfortunately, I obviously don't have nearly enough to distribute in the entire table. So you get like the 3D printed invitations. But these are also super neato. And while we're thanking people, Norse Foundry for this giant pile of dice. The oh my God, they're so table. beautiful. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the net weight of the dice on the table is now pretty close to equivalent to at least one of us yeah. in total body weight. It's like <laughs> tilting the table slightly. I'm pretty sure I have like $300 of the really pretty gemstone ones in my cart because I'm desperately trying to figure <laughs> out which ones I want and I'm thinking maybe all of them? <laughs> I would only warn you, be careful putting them down the uh, the dice tower. But we have uh, dice plans in the future that we may upgrade the dice cams even further and may no longer have need for these towers. We'll see. I have a theory. Ooh. But that's the future time. Whole AR. Augmented reality. We're gonna have the whole stream. Style. Oh, I thought you were like in a fire or rifle. No. I was also tray. very confused about where that was going. But no, that's the okay. augmented reality. Yeah, no, I, I, I get I get it now. So more, more so technology anyway, to go wrong. Uh, yes. What was uh, Resme we'll, and uh, we'll Rasheen doing? we come together and sit at the physical table no, to it'll put be on like, our VR headset <laughs> no. and play at a virtual no, table. It'll be like Pokemon <laughs> Snap. It's an app. You download it, and then you can just look at the table on your augmented reality. Oh, yeah, I'm view. sure that's fantastic. That'll be a great <laughs> shot. <laughs> you guys love that. That'll, That'll be, be a great awesome. show. All of us are just Why? like this. <laughs> no, no. Viewers can look at the table. No. It's like Pokemon Snap. You look Stop. around, there's the Pokemon. Stop. <laughs> it's time to stop. 
Anyway. Do you want me to bonk him? As we left off. (laughs) As we left off. We have, uh... Well, we've recovered Marshall. Oh. So that's good. Yep. Marshall's not dead. On the Age of Ashes. Almost. uh, Well, he was kind of a little. Mm. Uh, But he got better. It's okay. I got better. I mean, I got a hole in my chest, but, you know, nothing new. It did turn out, perhaps. Entirely accidental, and no one knows Mm. where it came from. That giddily wielding the soul-eating chain from the giant cursed heresy monster demon forge burned it was so much fun uh, was a short-sighted decision <laughs> I mean and it will have no future consequences whatsoever but in all fairness it it'll did. be fine now it'll be fine now well, I mean what else could possibly, well, could go, possibly wrong? go wrong it's gonna be yeah. super it's easy the lava. it's gone really now yeah because Raz said that was the thing to do and Raz is right 100% of the time <laughs> yeah I mean so seriously remind me what was exclamation Nell was it he can't keep getting away with this I think that was what it was yeah <laughs> He clearly can, though. Uh, several years past that. He obviously does. Oh my God. But after dealing with the Scarlet Triad uh, outpost in Sagara, connected by a tunnel to this hidden forge, this altar to Droskar beneath the Earthfire District, the Dwarven City, we... I'm bleeding. I don't um, know how. What? No idea. I was also bleeding, actually. Stop hurting yourselves. These on... little dice are a little sharp, actually. No. <laughs> I would like to make it clear that it was not my mind. We're literally sitting at a table, mostly motionless, and you're finding ways to hurt yourself. I mean, they, they need, they, they have to have something to power their magics with, so I'm they okay with the this. Blood Your dice okay. are I mean, vampire blood. They are we vampire all, blood dice, so. We all, this is the most distracted episode intro I think we've ever had. We all play Warhammer here. Well, mostly. We all are aware that blood sacrifices directly make the accessories more powerful. I can't mm-hmm. tell you how many times I went to pick up a death dread and just stabbed my thumb on one of the I spots. cut myself on a demon prince, putting my very first one together, and that man went on to, like, 1v3 named HQ units. It was great. <laughs> he could not be killed. We're absolutely. We are big tabletop nerds. We are full nerd, yeah, full spectrum. If you're curious, I think almost this entire table plays Warhammer 40k. Yeah, we do. Yeah, Uh, I don't. Raz, that's literally just JT. Even Raz does, who isn't here at the moment. We are uh, full spectrum table nerds. Well, he does magic. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, lame. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) I know I'm lame. We came back to this hidden forge to uh, let's go with exercise this curse. from Marshall. Uh, More or less. It was an exorcism. It was a... <laughs> yes, exorcism. I'm pretty sure it was, it was a, a spanking. Relatively yeah. violent exorcism, but I am led All to the believe best ones that's are. kind of how they work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? If the head isn't doing 360s, it's not a proper exorcism. I want sure. green, though. I will make the head do 360s. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think you've done enough with a whole bunch of things. Destroying this chain... We'll go with uh, resting it away from Marshall. And then me. Again, forcibly. And destroying in the nearby pool of lava that empowered the forges of this cult of Throskar. We left off largely right in that moment. I believe heading back now to uh, resupply, rest, and prepare as well as we can in Cobbler for the ventures ahead. Marshall's disappearance kind of forced us to act with a bit of haste, but 
There was still some more we wanted to ready before we went all the way into Sagarok. Seventh level. We kind of know it's uh, a city literally overrun with undead. Mm. Yeah, we got work to do. Which is not something it would be wise to head into blindly. So that's where we begin today's adventures, my friends, as you, I imagine, come back out from the Hidden Forge into the Earth Fire District, still a section cordoned off around these buildings by the Guild of Arms. What do you have to? What are your goals? What do you do? It's still pretty early in the morning. <sighs> All right. If we're going to fight undead, I'm thinking we're going to need some additional gear. I mean, I don't know about all of you, but I'm going to need some crowd control. You know, I have a couple ideas. Um, everyone, hand me your clan daggers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try something. All right. It seems I can't possibly go wrong. I promise. I know what I'm doing. They all come back later just taped together. (laughs) The real... He's a mace now. (laughs) Just put a stick stick in between and just wrap it around. Like, they combined and made the clan dagger mallet. Sheenie, can I have some scrolls? Oh, of course, of course. We should actually, uh, we should probably go and stock up. It's no telling uh, how long I'll be trouncing around that place. And that coin bag. I was hoping you'd forget about it. No. <laughs> I want my coin. Where, where did Raz go? He said Raz, something about wandering off. Raz exactly had sure. seemed, uh, well, obviously all of you were very happy to have, well, Marshall alive, first of all, and seemingly back in, well, as right a mind as Marshall can really be. Yeah, relatively speaking. All, as far as it goes. <laughs> But <laughs> Rez, uh, ever since his disappearance when he awoke in this morning, did not seem to be quite as pleased by the developments here. And uh, as no sooner would you emerge back into the streets of Cobbler as he would very quickly take his leave off uh, to pursue his own ends and make his own preparations. Why do you leave Mataz here? Hey, buddy, you want to come with us? Come on. <laughs> I mean, I think the... Rat that is literally as familiar probably also go with him. Nah, man, he's staying with us. Mataz is cool. He wants to chill with us. He can ride on my shoulder. Regardless of the whereabouts of a small rat. Scrolls, (laughs) weapons, runes aplenty. Kavlar is very much a city of artisans uh, with this entire district dedicated to the forging of weapons and arms and their magical enhancements. It does not simply stop at a quality blade. Uh, the Smiths here, the Amplers Guild, all fully understand the power of this magical supplementation as well. Gobbler, of course, was once the military district of Old Sagarok, and now come into a city of its own. Well, it specializes in exactly the kind of things that an enterprising group of protagonists is going to be after, especially heading into the uh, now vestigial metropolis of undead that the city has dealt with for millennia. Vestigial. Good news. You're looking for exactly the kind of stuff you could probably find in Kavler relatively easily. And after Woo-hoo. everything you've done for the city, they're going to be quite happy to provide. We're going mm. shopping. Yay. Can, can I have one of the things that Trishik has, too? The, the, I have one on my armor, but it's, it's not that great. I, I would like one of the ones that will just make me invisible, because I know I have it in my magic, but it would be really nice to have a backup that isn't dependent on me being able to cast. 
I mean, what are we? It's for sale, probably. Greater invisibility oh. rune. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're 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 the party mom, so I, I gotta ask <laughs> you for permission to buy it. I, I I do have a spreadsheet, very well detailed, with all of our loot and all of our purchases on it. I don't and, even know what we have. And to save us. <laughs> To save us the uh, the general posturing here, I think at this point at 13th level and over a year into our Age of Ashes campaign, uh, with the uh, notable and obvious exception of Salazar Todd, mm -hmm. uh, by and large, I think adventures in number crunching and reading the item listings of the core rulebook has uh, had its bit of intrigue, its bit of interest. And here in this uh, well-supplied city of Cobbler, Again, you do have a very potent spreadsheet that we have looked through, and I think there are quite a few things that we are already quite interesting and yep. interested in just going in and taking our things and exchanging them for their things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do we just want to like, recite everything for the sake of Chad knowing? I, I, I feel like, and I might be wrong, or perhaps even in a minority here as far as role-playing goes, but what we could, again, at this point at 13th level, spend an hour role-playing out going to these various stores and just, you know, you no. know, purchasing basic equipment. We have done that many times before, and we've been in Cobbler for quite some time. I think we're already well enough familiar with the inner workings of the city, and we have fantastic contact, uh, contacts up to and including the literal forge master of both the Anvilers Guild and the Council of Regents. So, I really do think at this point it's probably better how what's how much m net liquidity are you ending oh, up here you have no idea all right she man after, so after all of the loot that we're putting together plus the loot that we're liquidating to replace our existing stuff brings us a up. real rpg party when you just start referring to it as the loot <laughs> that's when you become true protagonist salvage dalrin called it salvage, salvage. Uh, roshin has no such qualms it's loot <laughs> it's, uh so that gives us 28 grand uh, in expenses that we can go ahead. Um, plus an additional uh, 2300 that's left in our cash on hand gives us a working capital of slightly over 30 grand. Um, so you have approximately the gross domestic product of the city of Cobbler. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, bags of holding are great. It's, it's, it's pretty awesome. It it's is. pretty awesome. We, we like expensive things. And we have... Uh, and it's actually been some time, I believe, since you've even invested in anything, really. I think you've bought almost nothing. You are correct. Pretty much, yeah. You have not taken much we advantage save their delicious mushroom wraps. kind of accrued all of this wraps. in, like, three days. So. Also, the fact that <laughs> yeah. your uh, recent battles against the Scarlet Triad, who are very well supplied, uh, has left you very well supplied. Very well supplied. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that's in gold. Yeah, no, no, no. This what we did... This is What we did is we took their things and we made them our things. So with that, easy. the city of Kovler, again, has a great amount of amenities. And being a military district, uh, you've already seen demonstrably the access they have to weapons and arms and property and potency runes of near all kinds. What long and short of it, I suppose, is that the party is after here. Sure. What is our day... Because this is uh, fortunately the day where your calendar, your schedule does largely align also with Cobbler's. It's very convenient. I, actually, I mean, I'm pretty sure I've been tracking it. It just kind of lined up like that, and it's great. So let's see. True Sheik is getting a plus two armor rune potency. He's getting two greater striking runes, one for his hand wraps and one for his bow. Because like, greater striking and plus two are a, just a little over 1,000 gold each. So yep. it's, you can buy literally 15 plus two greater I, we, We're pretty stacked right now. Um, he's keeping one of the purple worm because True Sheik likes to play with things. Um, he's getting that 
dang anarchic rune that he's been lusting after <laughs> Something for like, like would, months. Would probably be relatively difficult to acquire in Cobbler, even though its general potency isn't beyond what they're capable of. You would pretty um, much just give me the money, and I would come back later on that day. It's like, do not worry, I found it. Don't ask any further questions. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask questions. Um, also, uh, he wants an insistent door knocker, which he's probably going to use for entirely regular, normal purposes and nothing illicit at all. Uh, honestly, something the Guild of Arms would certainly have access to because it is somewhat uncommon that Open they up. need... <laughs> <laughs> it's you know real! What? It's like a breacher. Uh, it's like, it'd be exactly. like it is, breach a it wall. It is a Galarian breaching charge. Yeah. Well, like, you if you plant don't it on a wall door. and then kick the door open yeah. that it just made. If you, if you don't have a marshal, there you go. I, <laughs> I, I did have one question because this was something that's... It's not uncommon, but it's higher level. Um, would they have obfuscation oil? Is that over level eight? Then no. Um, though the city of Cobbler <laughs> does well for itself, uh, again, being what was once a military district, its focus is very much on arms and armor. Uh, beyond that, it's not. It, it's certainly far from lacking, uh, but it doesn't have the resources or the commercial connections of a city like Cantarga would. Um, so generally anything outside the scope of arms, armor, and runes beyond 8th level uh, would be very unlikely for you to find. Let me... I, I had a question about CRB? that and ghost ammunition. Is it CRB? Uh, is probably not. Oil obfuscation? So. Doesn't say. Um, I believe the ones that don't say are. See, I like book. Everybody else likes... Archive of Nethys, which is also very useful. Very but useful. I, uh, I like books. How expensive would you say the entire town of Breach Hill is? <laughs> the entire town of Breach Hill? I mean, like just buying it from the council and now it's ours. I don't know that you I can mean, just we already buy own a castle. A there's city. deeds and there's land. Yeah, like you'd have you to purchase it from the owners. Oil. You super duper cannot buy obfuscation oil. It's higher level than you. You literally hard restricted can't buy it. <laughs> okay. What, what, oh, you know you can't buy a 15th level alchemical consumer. Just asking. <sighs> Trying to sneak this by me? Like I'm not going to pick the book up? <laughs> Wait, can I no. can I buy ghost charges? Shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like a six level item. What about ghosts? It's not uncommon. Can either. I buy ghosts? Can I buy a ghost puppy? <laughs> <laughs> it's a positive energy alchemical bomb. Uh, speaking of anti undead things, uh, Chushik is also getting a disrupting rune. Um, we're going to Undead Town. We're going to Undead Town is probably a useful again. thing. Chushik is a disrupting rune. That would be very much accessible within Cobbler. Though it's not like Sagarok is a wave of undead constantly sieging the town, it is always a risk. And with the faction that you now know, they kind of colloquially call the pawns, literally just the mindless hordes that still roam the streets. And more importantly, the tunnels connecting Cobbler to the rest of the world. Uh, disrupting runes would be about as common as your potency and your striking runes mm -hmm. and availability here. Uh, something would be unwise for mercenaries, even those traveling in less well-off merchant caravans would want to bring with them. Anybody uh, going that way probably has at least 15 of them. Yeah, so the disrupting, absolutely something you could easily get your hands on. Nice. All right, uh, and then, uh, oh, he's also getting four scrolls, uh, level four of silence, um, which he's probably gonna have to have me cast for him, but 
Uh, again, I'm sure he's only going to use them for, like, quietly reading in a corner. Well, the good news is that very recently the Guild of Spells has come around to uh, believing that you might not be the greatest waste of time ever to grace Cobb, <laughs> uh, which is going to be pretty beneficial for you trying to source and access higher level scrolls. Now, admittedly, the Archmage was never antagonistic to you. He never would have like, prevented you from using the resources of his guild, uh, but you'll find your dealings with them much easier now after the revealing of the uh, treachery of the Mountain Heart Odovim and the subterfuge of Sergeant Stonehill. Yep. Does he have anything uncommon for no. me? He doesn't. Why, no. Mom? Uh, <laughs> he's all out. He ran out just five minutes ago. I really want personal rain cloud. Once upon a time, he has scroll of personal rain cloud. I hate you. <laughs> uh, a group called the Circus of Wayward Wonders had come through, and their ringmaster was a small gnome. Uh, with a red and black jumpsuit, bought the last of his stock. He said it was incredibly important that she had them. She had a lot of money. So. My hatred of you is such. <laughs> Someone strikes again. Squid is your personal rain cloud. This, uh, honestly, at least 30% of the joy I derive from Age of Ash in general is just getting to repeatedly tell you, no, you can't have personal rain cloud. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I have reveal machination? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Jen's going to subclass into barbarian now. Just I mean, she's got every other archetype. She might as well. I think she's at this point an amalgamation of nearly every core class. Um, Wrong. What are you, sorcerer, sorcerer, rogue, alchemist, alchemist. Rogue. And rogue is only because I like living. Mobility is mobility really is nice. a hell of a drug. Really mobility nice. and nimble dodge are the reasons I am alive. Just want to say. Mobility is a great, uh, great oh, ability. Yes. It keeps uh, you very safe. Resume does have some, so not, not getting away entirely without good things. Uh, she's getting a couple scrolls of chromatic wall, a couple scrolls of black tentacles, a couple scrolls of dimensional anchor. What in case, wall? Chromatic. chromatic. Oh, chromatic wall. Yeah. Taste it's the like chromatic magnet. wall, and I was like, is this for sealing a space station? Like, what? <laughs> chromatic wall makes way more sense. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. It, and, and that is an actual spell that exists. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, scroll silver and a star finder. Yeah, there you go. Uh, scroll dimensional anchor in case that dang bone devil shows up again. That is the only it's reason getting I'm getting away. them, believe it or not. <laughs> that thing, if it shows up again, I am... I got it. To be honest, I forgot about the bone devil. We, we will never forget. <laughs> never forget. He's still in Breach Hill. I, he is still in Breach Hill or in the surrounding environs. I completely forgot he was a thing. Probably nope. doesn't uh, help that I'm still wearing the head of a bone devil as a helmet. There's a different bone devil, but the one that you managed to bash to death. Yes. No, but this friend that he called it. Yeah. I'm wearing his cousin. <laughs> um, and she's also getting a greater invisibility rune, because staying alive is a big priority for Resme. Now I find that as Bagheer, here's most of the character decisions she makes. Yes. Trying to continue being the last surviving member of the original party. Yeah. When you're a caster, staying alive is harder than you would think. I don't have any hit points. Like, literally. I don't think I've, like... I've, like Please do not touch me. <laughs> I am very fragile. Like, I mean, we have they're, Raz as the counter-example. They're, they're, they're for called that. squishies for a reason. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Marshall's getting a fortifying rune for his armor. Uh, taken off the Heracite yeah, plate. Yeah, so you found that. Yep. That was simple enough. Uh, you would just be able to move that around. And with the help of the Because not getting crit easy. is great. 
Pretty. And you get crit a lot. I do. I'm gonna get crit very slightly. <laughs> Roland dies with like the sound effects. I do like um, And then uh, plus two armor rune also from the Harrisite plate. Greater striking rune because big at big red needs to hit things harder. Three kind of surprised that we didn't get that before now. <laughs> it was expensive. Yeah, you had like 2,500 gold just laying around though, and you didn't get your barbarian with a D12 weapon, a greater striking rune. Do you hate him? Yeah. Yep. Did they hate you? Yeah. Are they abusing you? To be fair, I did try to kill them. <laughs> I mean. And now they're Recently. rewarding you with a greater striking rune. <laughs> if we had given him the greater striking rune earlier, the power of that third D12 would have been so good, he wouldn't have been tempted by the weird chain. That is also true. Actually, I don't think it is, actually. Three D12 versus three D6. You know, he wouldn't have picked up, he wouldn't have picked up the chain because Big Red would have had better damage and he wouldn't have, you're right. You're actually right. Yeah, so oh it, my God, so destiny oh, steps in. So in other words, this, it's so my fault. I didn't think about it. So Dark Marshall's creation is by benefit your karma. Uh, oh my God. I'm sure I could blame my mother for this somehow. <laughs> God, you're like a 15-year-old girl. Yeah. Yeah, no, Tamati's going to reveal machinations on me at some point. It was I! Oh, no. <laughs> I was Sal Sartan! <laughs> <laughs> All right, what you else? Think a what else are we buying? There? Let's think see Rashid. here. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. What horrible this session. Uh, when do I get my third D12? Well, that's the neat part. You, you don't. don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have to stop. All right. <laughs> Focus. We're gonna go nowhere today. This was me <laughs> reading off a list of things, by the way. Uh, let's see here. Uh, and Marshall finally gets his beard beads that make him super scary. The oh, reskin demon ass. Got offered by something. <laughs> you know how pissed Sartad's gonna be next time you see him and you have the beads and you didn't buy in from him. It's like. How do we know those aren't his? I was about to say, how do you know? He's gonna have them still. No, he rotates through his stock all the That's time. True. That's, That's true. true. You never know. He could just suddenly be a uh, golfer. And that just could also like, oh. have just been something he offloaded when he appeared here at some point yep. between now and the last time you met him. Yep. Let's, let's see. Let's just say it's Todd works in mysterious ways. I like him. Uh, let's see here. So Raz, Raz was the last person to have the acid whip, and he seemed very pleased with it. So It, it worked. I figured yeah, we'll leave it with him. It. He liked it. I'm also buying him a plus two armor rune and making him wear a helmet when he rides his bicycle because <laughs> I'm party mom, and he can't tell me no. So he's getting all of that, too. He's too small to say no. Yeah, we're just going to shove it into his armor. It's like, you're taking this. Do you want Raz, us no. Raz, where's your helmet, Raz? <laughs> Do you want us to make crafting rolls to put all the runes in? or? We have the entire Anvilers Guild. Okay, that's true. That okay. also reminds willing me. To pull, uh, awesome. With that. So this was a normal, like, crafting Oh, yeah. thank you, handsome ganker. Help you. And uh, Roisin is going, in addition to the, the absurdly good loot that we found that seemed tailor-made for Roisin, um, a couple sabs of anti-paralysis, because I heard there was a bunch of ghouls out there, um, and a ghost touch rune, which I'm going to put on my uh, my morning star for a backup. Not a hero point. It's not yours. Uh, it's going to go to resume. You may not get your personal rank cloud, but at the very least, I can give you a little bit of sunshine with a hero Aww. point. Aww. That's super there sweet. There you go. Thank you for countering also, Squid's that evil. that reminds me. While we're done shopping and stuff, Marshall eventually gets back to the party and goes, okay, so it took a minute, but I did some thinking and consider this, uh, well, 
a way of me saying, I'm sorry for trying to kill you. He hands back the clan daggers yeah. with a uh, little, they're, they're a little heftier. However, you can, you especially, you can be like, they're definitely modified with magic. And then you look at the oh. runes, they're plus ones with ghost touch on each of them. I modified the clan daggers and now. Oh, they're lovely. I call them my spirit shivs because they are used to kill ghosties since we're fighting a bunch of undead soon. They're not shivs. No, you can't. Too much we are. Oh, you can shiv with them. They it's more like a prison. shovel with a very short handle. <laughs> and you can shiv with a shovel. <laughs> Wouldn't that just be a shovel? Oh. I'm taking this hero plan back. It's not even yours. <laughs> I'm just taking it back. <laughs> Marshall, Medkit, 17. Thank you. you go. Appreciate it. But, uh... Are we doing uh, just plus one ghost touch? Or do you uh, want striking or also? Or plus one striking, because at this point... Pl- yeah, yeah, striking, At this yeah. point, like, the cost of... Sorry, my bad. I forget to throw that in there. striking is, is more or less negligible to the amount of wealth yeah. that you have. The, uh, I love, it's just a backup backup weapon for yep, everybody. Yep. I love the, the scaling of success in the Galarian world that uh, both these parties and the uh, magic and wealth and power that is available to you through your items and these enhancements just continues to scale because it's almost like the the pinnacle of societal striation here when you can buy a sword for two silver and you can get a plus one striking sword for like 200 gold yeah and then you can get a plus three major striking sword for like 25,000 gold like it's actually incredible how powerful the magic and the runes can get and how exorbitantly expensive yes they can become but although at this point the cost of the uh, plus the potency and the striking runes themselves being nearly negligible to what you reclaimed from the scarlet triad it is due in large part to how well supplied the triad seems to be. Almost all of this wealth how? has come from their outposts, uh, from their guards they had posted up in this outpost in Sagarok, uh, from what little they had available in the Hidden Forge where they were courting this Droskarian cult. This is almost all just a pinch that you've been able to take away from the triad themselves. In fact, nearly all of the wealth that you've come into through your adventures, almost everything has come directly from pushing back against them and defeating their various operations and machinations throughout the inner seas, throughout all of Avistan nearly at this point. They're yeah. just funding us. I like Clearly, to think of it as economic karma. While they are almost directly funding you via repeated failure. <laughs> what if this is just a really long recruitment? Clearly... <laughs> their supplies, their resources, their wealth, and their measures seem to be boundless to what you've encountered so far. Whatever it is they are and whatever it is that they're using to continue fueling their operations, it is almost unimaginably lucrative. It has to be. Well, we it's know almost. they're taking poison out of gold and just arsenic u- arsenic out of poison which funnily enough we're immune to arsenic at this point which is what I'm saying is they had a gold mine I fundamentally could eat immune. arsenic for breakfast and on a hard one still be perfectly fine you're also Your arsenic cheap. flakes yeah and if you ate more than a dose of arsenic I could say the DC was 50 and you die immediately so. <laughs> 
<laughs> I do what I want. But uh, there actually is a thing for multiple doses and scaling DCs. It does. In, so if you were to like, just eat a handful of literally pure elemental arsenic, <laughs> <laughs> you would die instantly uh, with the trillions of doses you have just consumed. But that notwithstanding, uh, is how was how are we on the list? Is that are we listed? I, I went through the whole thing. I sped it up a bit because <laughs> it's time, time, and all that. Dude, there was quite a bit there. Where is my I'm losing track of all of my stuff on this end? I have cards somewhere. There they are. But uh, references. This would take you a large part, uh, pretty much the whole of the day between commissioning these runes. Uh, which, while nothing you're asking for is terribly uncommon, some of them are quite powerful, and the Anvilers Guild is well-supplied and well-sourced, and again, with the help of the actual Forge Master herself, uh, you would be able to use her artisans and your money to get them all applied to your weapons in a relatively decent uh, frame of time. The Anvilers Guild has quite rigorous requirements for entry and applying a rune from a stone to a weapon, even ones as potent as uh, greater striking runes, is no difficulty to them. Something they've done for the Guild of Arms hundreds if not thousands of times in many of the Master's cases. All of the runic work will be able to be done fairly easily. And similarly, the Guild of Spells, if they did not already have on hand these assorted scrolls, um, and various bits of usable magic that you were after. They would be able to prepare and make them. Their magi being able to create them uh, quickly as well. Yeah, they're they're fifth level or lower. So yeah, none of them are none of them are going to be a huge, a huge difficulty for you to acquire. But it is going to be a lot of work around the town. There is still a lot that needs to be just physically done. Just the time involved in imbuing these new runes into much of your arms. And armor is going to take again the, the vast majority of the day. Yeah. I suppose and while that's happening, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea for us to, you know, give the fortunate back her signet ring. She'd probably appreciate having yeah. that back. Yeah, yeah we'll go give that back to her. Not, uh, we could keep it. No, it's pretty. Be good. It does let us unlock the uh, <laughs> the this, vault. This is why <laughs> I hung on to it. Technically, I can go in the vault at any point. I've seen the inside. I can just dimension door to the inside now. Yeah, I'm sure it has so no, no wards. There will be no consequences. What's no the consequences. worst that could happen? Then I can just open the door with my fancy new door opener. But if you would at some point, <laughs> while uh, perhaps your weapon was being imbued, uh, make your way down to the casino of the Fortunate Runs in the Traveler's District, of course, similarly, you would have no difficulty getting an audience with the Fortunate. And as she would meet with you. <coughs> Will? Pick a hand. It is the one on the left. <laughs> You're such a spoil sport. If you put the two of your heads together, honestly, it'd be a serviceable replacement for myself around the guild, I think. <laughs> you got the two of the prime skills necessary to keep the gambler's guild afloat. Beauty? What? I enjoy some entertainment. What's on the other hand? Is it nothing or is there some sort of red herring you have prepared? There's a flower in this one. And there's her signet ring in this one. And did that, her smile, will, like her face almost would like freeze. I have no idea what she's expecting here, but it certainly is not that. Here. Somebody was trying to uh, impersonate you, but uh, they're dead now. And uh, I believe that belongs to you. Aye. 
Apparently that it does. Well, I suppose... Oh, you can have the flower too. <laughs> Take that as well. Let's kind of tuck it in that same hand with the ring. I suppose I've earned my name. Fortunate that it was perhaps a group of outsiders investigating whatever this was. Three of the biases of Kovlar and its people. Given the situation, I would have blamed no man or woman in the whole of the city. Nary would I have even blamed the lot of you for believing that I had truly had something to do with this. But... Not your style. This... You see, that's the problem. Honestly, it very much was. But... I... Well, like, obviously, I'm happy to see this. I, I'm uh, beyond words. Thoroughly, I've not already written it off, honestly. I never expected to see the ring return to me again. I mean, but, frankly, the person who did it wasn't being particularly smart about any of it. So, I mean, I feel like if you were going to do it, you would have been way craftier about it. So you think this, and whether this is wanton flattery or no, we've got enough of Kovler convinced. Has the commander, Bronzebeard, given you much of the lay of what's going around the land? It's... I'm having enough difficulty even keeping the casino open much, day, uh, much these days. The whims of fortune seen more fights and new riots in the last three, four days and nights than it has in a year. Hmm. It's not just the stonemasons either. A lot of the people at Kovler... There's nothing we can show them to prove anything that's happened. Obviously, Waltrod's in place on house arrest. The Stonemasons Guild's largely locked down, second in commands and things. But the Masons that. Like, y'all are surfacers. Marshall, you might understand some of this. I, I don't know if you grew up in the Five Kingdoms or. Uh, I've been there now. These guilds are not just people's jobs, it's their whole lives, it's what they are. Uh, being a member of the Stonemasons Guild isn't just being good with a chisel and squaring off bricks day in and day out to make coin. That's that's their heritage. That's mm, their pride. I understand. Seems to me as if they could use an outlet for it. Something aside from going and bashing each other's heads in, of course. Maybe they want to kill some undead. They're still putting things in that are work, but... What have I been trouble getting the wall repaired? Much of the Stonemasons Guild have cancelled their contracts with the Guild of Arms. They don't even work their anything anymore. I mean, the other are guilds are refusing on me? principle as well. My profits have been down to near nothing, just the running costs the past few, the past few footage days is uh, everyone's been convinced I'm involved in things and honestly, I can't believe I, I suppose I can, honestly. I can, is the problem. That freaking Ithgar is keeping all his men inside the city and can't send more scouts out to track the Scarlet Triad down and to give the city something to look at, to give the stonemasons something to understand what's even happened here. We have a lot of dead bodies. I know, but they're... I know what you've told us, I know what you've seen. It's not dead bodies that's going to mean anything to the greater people. They need a purpose, they need a cause. They need to be able to see hmm. something to prove everything that's been going on. I know the Forge Master obviously spoke to you at the council meeting. Uh, we don't have men to spare. Ithgar is not men to spare. The Guild of Arms is swamped, just trying to keep the city operational. But if something doesn't come 
one way or the other. The damn whole city's gonna break. The guild's gonna have them to patrol. There's barely gonna be streets to walk. Well, certainly we're going to be foraying out there to try to track down their outposts. Perhaps we'll be able to find something that'll provide the proof you're looking for. But in the meantime, um, forgive me for saying so, but it seems as though your worries have taken you outside the area of expertise. Uh, perhaps you're, you're a game master. Uh, There's nothing quite such as important to unifying everyone to try to find a bit of a game to go put together. People are feeling very tribal right now. Perhaps give them something to channel that into. Maybe uh, a cross-guild competition of sorts. Uh, people are in a violent mood. Perhaps they could be playing a particularly violent sport and you can host the games. People can root for their favorite people and it'd be a good, it'd be a good excuse for not bashing each other's heads in on the street. Oh, well, Sheenie, what a good idea. Don't make a mistake. I haven't been sitting here doing nothing but feeling sorry for myself. I'm not working with Eckley, uh, the Adorned, trying to put something together. With his coin in mind, we can organize any kind of a competition here and Cuffler's love for competition. It's one of Toreg's greatest assets, really. Fair contest, sport of any kind. And honestly, through Cobbler day in and day out, it's pretty common whether people are willing to prove uh, their arm at foraging or fighting or rolling dice, whatever it may be. But look, this is the roundabout and I'm not great with words. I've gone far beyond <laughs> my realm here. You're right. This, this, this. That you're able to bring this ring back to me that you could... This, to me, isn't so much a means to an end, but the hope that an end is possible. After everything you've done for Kovler so far, obviously the Regents Council's heaped praises upon you day in and day out, and for good reason. This really proves that you can step to your words and that that, you might be able to bring something to put Kovler back right again. But, putting these thoughts I have in the words, this is a, it's brought a fair bit out of me. Look, I thank you for this, and my mind and my vocabulary aren't nearly enough to express what this means to me, but uh, I do have a lot of coin. Well, I've already composed a thank you letter in your name in my head, and it was lovely. And she, uh, as you're on the floor here... It smelled like money. Motions to take you back over towards the entrance to where her cashiering office, where you can get the chips to gamble with, is. And as she takes up there and turns to the uh, runner behind the counter, my friends here cash out for now. Personal flavor. Give them a uh, hundred platinum pieces, if you will. <laughs> That's very nothing. kind of you, fortunate. <laughs> that would be what it is. Oh. If there's one thing I learned in my years working for the guild before I became the guild master and now as a fortunate, it's that uh, coin can certainly express thanks beyond what words can. And hopefully this can put some some manner of perspective on what this means to me. Yeah. Well, shoves thank you. <laughs> small stack of 100 platinum pieces out on the counter to the group of you. A thousand gold. Woo into the, the return of the ring. Severin will take one of them immediately. <laughs> and a uh, hundred platinum, even with your, your resources, just as a raw stack of coin, is uh, pretty 
impressive little pile. Mm -hmm. uh, even most of what you're doing, most of the exchange you've had, even throughout the day, are bartering. You're, you're trading a lot of goods, runes, weapons, uh, also arms and armor for other kinds. It's very rare for, again, this level of raw liquidity. But, well, we made friends with a woman who runs a casino. Here's <laughs> enough money for each of you to go home and for the next three generations never have to work a day in your life. Or we could just buy Breach Hill. <laughs> yeah, we could. You buy. could, with this, with 100 platinum pieces, literally, That's the 20 five platinum of you, 20 platinum a piece could go back to Breach Hill and just retire. I don't want to retire. Well, we the, could use that money to fund an extensive shadow war against an evil organization of slavers. Or you can fund an extensive shadow <laughs> war against an evil organization of slavers. You, you, mean, you mean sweet, sweet vengeance? Also, sweet, sweet, profitable vengeance, apparently, because they never, they, they have so many resources. What are you talking about? You know how many potatoes I can buy with that? I can stop my own potato farm. I think Marshall, you have a potato farm. It grows out of your beard. I've seen you. Shh, that's my secret. <laughs> I figured it out, actually. It's why he never runs out. The Renewing supply. Runs. That's disgusting. It's just, he just pulls it open and he just has like a couple of... See? And they're fresh. That just means you haven't washed in longer than recent memory. I think the last time was when he got dunked in the lake by the big serpent beast. That's so gross. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not a guy so I don't have to room with you. <laughs> I suppose that explained why Trushik sleeps in the tub now that you think about it. But, uh... <laughs> With the fortunate uh, having expressed your gratitude via monetary compensation in the way of the casino and the Guild of Gamblers, you could finish your day of bartering and exchanges here uh, fairly easily. It turns out having almost literally the whole... Uh, at this point, honestly, I mean, Mountain Heart Odevim's not really a member of the Council Regents anymore. You actually have the whole of the City Council behind you and doing their best to enable your activities and you to stop the Scarlet Triad here, to stop. And again, as you're traveling through town, it's, it's more clear by the day, really, how successful the Triad's operations have been. Even though you have stopped the Hidden Forge and you have taken, uh, you've physically taken out a whole guardhouse with them in Sagarok. The damage has been done. Yeah, I mean, they were wildly successful in their operations to undermine the city. It is absolutely fractured. There is now, at this point, some Forge days later, it's even only, I think, two Forge days after the Mountain Heart was placed on house arrest, half of the business going through the streets. The carts of goods, the stone, the metal, the weapons passing through the city, while everything passing between the Guild of Arms and the Antlers Guild, which is a large bulk of what's moving throughout the day today, is still there. Many of the goods from the Crafters Guild, uh, the Stonemasons Guild, uh, even those through the Adorned and uh, the Magi and the uh, clerics of the Guild of Faith, typically visible going about their things, are few in number. Hmm. The city is almost like a fading light, the sound of the town so reduced and well, little beyond the ringing of the anvils, replacing the movement of the carts and the jovial business just happening through the streets and the markets. I mean, I guess the only thing we can do now is try to find the Triad's headquarters and bring back enough proof to convince the town that 
this is what was behind it and that we were telling the truth. Uh, fair enough. We have made necessary preparation. We might as well get to it. I'm, ready, I'm ready to go back out there. I uh, just have one request of all of you, if you don't mind. Well, if, of course. If we find Scarlet, leave her to me. It's personal. No, I, I can no, respect that. I have no desire to kill anybody specific at any rate. We're going to have to be doing a lot of killing. I meant specific. <laughs> I have no larger grudge against her than any of the other triad members. We'll do our best to enable it, Marshal. I appreciate it. I promise we'll get the information out of her first before I take care of her personally. Well, but that's nice of you. Most of your preparations before you came in her, day would uh, take cage. the majority of the day. It would even be uh, getting somewhat into the latter half of the forge day by the time things are done. Uh, a time that, for those of you whose bodies literally just refuse to adjust to a schedule like this, would be, be fine. You're probably okay. <laughs> but starting to border on exhausting. Uh, with all these preparations, it would be unwise to barrel uh, into Sagarok. No, we're, we're, we're yeah. going to sleep. First. We're going to wait until we are fully ready to go. We're not trudging ahead. Heading out in the night of the Forge Day, making your way back into the area. And I mean, like I'd say under cover of darkness, but Sagarok is literally always dark. Mm. <laughs> there is no light and no happiness here. There is only the Shadow Realm. <laughs> Lanterns are on. Lanterns are off. <laughs> That's pretty much the only thing I know. But collecting okay. your new resources and yourselves together back at the Gold Sky Inn. Uh, well, you would at least get a relatively peaceful night of resting and preparing. Uh, Rez would be there in the room when you arrived in the evening, uh, whatever he'd been about throughout the day. Uh, he probably would have met with you to some extent, as you said, to get some of the improvements of his own armor and everything, but wouldn't really have had a whole lot of a personal hand in it. Doesn't talk a lot and is quick to retire for the evening. I imagine followed pretty quickly afterwards by most of the rest of you. Mm. But when you awaken, rested, and prepared the following morning, it's still weird because it's, it's very much the forge night. It's only morning in name and I guess by the power of circadian rhythms. But, uh. I mean, when you can't see the sun, you can only rely on the sun. You guys haven't seen rhythm. the sun in, in like a month. It has been almost a full. Like, it's. If any of you are even tracking this through, if any of your characters are still keeping a calendar, perhaps to even keep your sanity at this point, it's mid Serenith. I can track the time by the development of my rickets. Um, no, it's all right. My alchemy's actually been helping you with that. It's got lots of lovely nutrient, micronutrients in it. Uh, my question is, what's sanity? <laughs> A question that we delved deep into last episode. <laughs> Unfortunately, largely left behind by this point. Spend your hour or so of preparation making sure that you're familiar with the new magic of your weapons, that your armor is ready and fitted properly before... Well, what is it you're doing? You're heading back through the Hidden Forge to connect through that Scarlet Triad outpost? I'm saying that's the most convenient path we have. Yeah, and it skips a large amount of, well, just walking out of the Wall of the Ancients into Sagarok and just kind of finding your own way. Down in Sagarok. So, anyway, before too long had passed, uh, you would find yourselves walking that underground tunnel, that winding path that leads its way. 
uh, back up once more into this uh, Scarlet Outpost. And as you come back through this darkened altar, I imagine the light ridding, ridding it out from Roshin's sword as per usual mm -hmm. in the area. Uh, everything seems to be as much as you've left it. I mean, nobody's come through. There's not a janitor on hand that's come through to clean the place. So I'm not going to open that door. <laughs> Yeah, just don't go in that room. Oh, all the, the door to the women's quarters with the great heaps. Yes. Uh, but as you open the door into that main common area, you would actually see the door to the uh, corpse heap is actually already open. Well, I'm going to um, put my goggles on and turning them on because that means people. But as you ready your night vision and you come in through here, no sooner do you notice this than a strange little creature comes quickly, almost fumbling backwards out of that door into view. Uh, they appear to be dwarven, largely, but they are clearly no longer counted among the living. Uh, the man's skin is very pale, uh, almost dark, and his eyes, uh, in place of both the iris and even the whites around that have been replaced with a dull blood red. Uh, his skin is worn away, almost hanging in patches. Uh, the man is clearly a walking, shambling corpse. Though uh, an impressive amount of his black beard still clings around his face, uh, fairly ill-maintained and ragged and grimy, it does surprisingly look like more than no effort has been put into trying to at least maintain it into a general shape or at least to keep it from just giving way entirely into his own face. Hmm. Hmm. He's dressed uh, very plainly uh, with what looks to be a like a, almost a suit of traveling leathers that's just kind of cobbled together from bits and pieces that he may have scavenged. Uh, most Much of it in decent quality, but clearly it wasn't made by an expert in a single piece, and, well, when the various pieces of it was, that was quite a long time ago. Uh, but he stumbles almost backwards at this door into view. He turns, looking towards the party, uh, the group of you briefly, before uh, pointing quickly back towards that doorway. Ah, oh, uh, you know these lads. Is he speaking common? He would be speaking uh, Dwarven. Dwarven? Uh, he's what? asking if we know these people. Only ah. very briefly. Sorry. Uh, and then he switches over to common a bit slower. Uh, are these uh, friends of yours that you knew, perhaps? No. Know them, yes. We only, only knew them briefly. briefly. He kind of like sticks his head forward. Yeah. Hold on just a, a moment here. And he like takes a little step forward. This room's still pretty large. It's like 15 feet away from mm. him. That's the same smell. You lot to kill these lads. Well, I, well, that would be us. We had our disagreements. It is a very safe assessment, yes. Ah! Well, perhaps if you'll do me a, fair bit, a favor then. Name's Karga, by the way. Uh, not interfering or something. Uh, the look of you, uh, the group of you, of course, look to be uh, farewell off in the living department, so I can't imagine you're coming back for seconds. Uh, I, I, I assumed, figured, perhaps, given a fight with these, I waited a, a fair amount of time passing to make sure no one else was coming to do anything, if they had any friends or reinforcements, but I, I smelled uh, a scent 
changing on this building. See, I'd smelled the scent living around here for well, quite some time. Mm. Well, the smell of death. Blood in this well, carnage you seem to have left around this room. Something uh, notable in Sagarok. Uh, the, the disagreement was rather extreme. So not friends, then? Uh, no, if you'd like to eat them, you're welcome to them. Uh, that's exactly as I was hoping. Uh, but I was checking. I suppose I could just ask then if you knew these lads. Any of them priests? Uh, Men of the faith? I won't find any holy symbols, but... Uh, almost assuredly not. Uh, unless, of course, it was of the profane faith nature. Uh, to tell you the truth, we didn't really engage in theological disagreements or arguments with them before we stuck things in them. They were just For my understanding, if they didn't bring it up to you, probably wasn't much to them either. Uh, and Rasheen, <laughs> Chef Zah in the chat, you shouldn't be at zero. Oh, well, thank you, Take thank you. Take a hero point. Well... If you're coming back for this much the same reason I've been staking the building to see if there's more of them, well, I can tell you no one's come or gone. Not since I smelled death, anyway. Not sure how long after the fight that it was. But if you're looking to finish the job, I think you've already done it. So, uh, if that's all, then... And he just kind of points back to the uh, door. By all means, feel free. We'll be going the way you came in. Uh, actually, if you wouldn't mind, just for one moment. Um, we understand that these people have been down here for some time, uh, destabilizing the area, causing trouble. Uh, something between the... Uh, what was it, the armored and the, the yeah, starved? the starved, yeah. uh, the, the, the different groups of undead. Do you know anything about them? Well, more importantly, uh, where these might be, and perhaps a temple of the all-gods. Do you know anything about that, perhaps? Uh, we'd be uh, looking for uh, uh, more trouble that these types have been causing. And as you uh, mentioned temple of the all-gods, he puts a hand up to uh, the front of his breast. Interesting. Uh, almost like kind of clutching at something. Uh, but you don't see anything physically there, but like where a necklace or an amulet would hang, possibly under his, uh, his clothing here. Ah, right. Let me make <laughs> sure I get this understood properly. The group of you who don't have uh, whatever kind of organizations or dealings that these fine folk had before you came and had your way with them, you want to head out into Sagarok, and you don't even know where you're going what you're doing. Well, that's generally our style. Well, I wish you the best of luck. <laughs> but I regret to inform you that nothing old Kaga can tell you is going to make uh, your odds of survival go any higher than, I don't know, 1%. We have a much better record than that than you might think. But then again, I suppose I can understand it from your point of view. In that case, would you terribly mind speaking to fellow dead men, then? Look. The fine city of Sagarok is, uh, well... As you said, a fair bit off kilter recently. Just so. I didn't know it was the cause of these folk in here. But, uh... Towing lines for a bunch of living folk I'm not even familiar with and risking my own skin, undead as it may be. Ain't exactly something I'm real happy to do at the moment, you see. Uh, just... Staying out of everyone's way and... Well, it's what everyone's trying to do, more or less. Hmm. Well, fair enough, then. I can't say I uh, entirely uh, disapprove of saving your own skin in a terribly political turmoil time, such as this time. Just out of curiosity, are you belonging to a particular faction, or are you uh, something of a free agent? He just kind of looks down at himself. Well, I suppose that technically, by the very nature of my being, it technically put me with the starved. 
But uh, from what little I've heard about how uh, your fine folk on the other side of the wall like to categorize things, we draw a lot harder lines than we do out here. It's not quite a simple cut. Not exactly like we have a, a council of regents of ourselves and voting blocks for the ghouls and ghasts and the ghosty folks who can't leave their own doorsteps. Right, right, of course, of course. Um, in Undercommon, but perhaps there is something you want. Something that we can give you that no one else can. And he'd just uh, kind of look back to Rashina. She's, she's the one that's largely been talking here. I'm sorry, is this... Uh, I, I have no doubt she said no. Oh, I guess you don't speak it. I'm, uh... Is there well, any? I speak Dwarven. Uh, I grew up with that most of my life, and I picked up a, a bit of this Taldane tongue with uh, several thousand years of been cursed to hmm. the city. There's not a whole lot else actually going on here to be done other than uh, sate my undying hunger for living flesh and uh, learn a second language. I was uh, seeing if uh, he was perhaps one of them, but I guess not. Oh, no, he seems like quite an upstanding young for, uh, well, I suppose, older gentleman. Most of my interactions with your kind from the other side of the wall, I live inside, but much the same. Try to keep things uh, cordial, pleasant, if you will. My other mannerism to make things go a lot easier. Well, hey, with you, you're the scouts. You look like, armored, kind of like them, but A, you're not a dwarf, and B, I don't see any guild arm sigils on you, so I can't imagine you've been sent out from Caldwell proper. But you're not with these lads, though. No, no, we're something oh, of I'm free some... agents, you might say. Like you. Yeah. Well, you know, have how you have the multiple factions here. Imagine us as a third party. We had problem with them who had problem with city. Hmm. So by proxy, we helping city. Takes out the map. Maybe he We are not associated us. though. Well, maybe ah. he can show us? Fair enough. If there's one thing I can certainly understand is a survival tactic, it's befriending the enemy of your enemies. Exactly. Although I do try to live much of my life not making too many enemies. That's probably wise. Uh, but uh, so we have a bit of a map here. Uh, perhaps you might be able to help us orient it at the very least. You know, I have to admit, you're not early filling my confidence on your survival chances going through this here door coming around with all the tourist sort of questions looking at tour Sagarok and see the sights I'm telling you whatever it is you're after doing here it's probably not the good time I'm not gonna stop you obviously I don't care but you seem fine enough sorts well, it's very interesting that you'd be uh, we willing to give us such grand advice. Uh, that being said, we do have things that we need to be doing here. Perhaps you have uh, a, more of a, a local perspective on a better way we could go about it. He kind of looks back at the door where the pile of corpses are. Yeah, all right, I'm fine, I suppose. Um, and as he comes over, uh, just kind of striding up to the group, the way he walks and moves is his general mannerisms are almost weirdly off-putting. Uh, because he uh, is not the first you've interacted with non-mindless undead. But undead, ghouls, ghasts, whatever they may be, they are a different sort. Even though the ones that still have like the cognitive ability to think and speak and have goals, they aren't the same person they were. They don't act the same. They don't move the same as like a regular human would. But Kaga, he moves, he talks, he acts almost exactly like just a random guy you'd meet in Cobbler. He except <laughs> he's trying to eat the room full except of Except he's bodies. a ghoul and hungry and would like to eat all the Scarlet Triad that you killed. But, uh, but... 
he's a hungry lad. It's almost off-putting to look at because he is so clearly, visibly, a ghoul of some kind. But he just Th- that doesn't acts mean like he can't a be classy. regular person. Look, ghouls are people too. I was about to say they're not. I mean, I don't think anything could really beat Harold. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I guess, after Harold, this, this guy point, is like on the normal. Scale of weird things that you've experienced. Not like it's like insanity-inducing. He's it's like a four. Jarring. He's a four. Okay. But as he walks up, I do need everybody to make a fortitude save. He's oh. gonna be. Oh no! Fortitude save. Smells off. Like worse than Marshall? He smells so like aggressively offensive. What is that? That it is difficult. It's a seven. It's very shiny. Difficult to be even like 10 feet away from him. It assails your senses. As it smells so terrible, it's not even just a smell anymore. It burns your eyes. You can taste it in the back of your throat. So this would be a uh, scent-based It would be a scent-based effect, (laughs) whose nostrils close immediately. (laughs) I got a 34. So I'm pretty confident that goes up to a critical from there. Uh, 34 is actually going to be sickened one. Really? He's well, real bad. You know what I have that's you completely already told you inconsequential. That's not how that works. I can exchange mine because I didn't say anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> fine. No, I'm fine. You're technically correct. The best kind of correct. Oh, that's a 20. That's a net 20. So, so you're, you're okay. I mean, Marshall lives in film. I, yeah. <laughs> Rashi gets a 27. A 27, you're... I th- that you just I'll give that not a critical failure. You're also going to be physically sickened one oh, as he approaches in a, wow. a resume. I also got a 27. Also sickened one. I don't understand what you guys are worried about, man. Trishik don't smell anything. Because he's just kind of walking <laughs> up. I'm like holding a, a face well. It does not <laughs> smell good. And it's a little, a little greener than usual. Like your face is distorted a little bit. He's like, oh. Right, I forget. Eleven starts don't do terribly. You really want to go out in the cycle rock? I mean, will take I just out a little I'm not even doing perfume. anything. I'm just standing here. I mean, you would oh, think that would, you know, be used to standing next to me oh. in all fairness. Oh. <laughs> it's a different sort of musk, Marshall. Don't <laughs> be told I barely got senses anymore. I can't smell much of anything. Look, dear, that. it's not that we don't like you, but could you step away just a bit? Oh, yeah. It's kind of hard away. to look at the map, I suppose. No, I did, 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 oh, fine. Just stay. Thank you. <laughs> not, look, it's not like I, it's anything I have any problem. No, no, no. Of <laughs> course not. I don't mean to be I insulting. I got it. I took, I took the map and I hold it in front of him for I step away. Because <laughs> I'm the only one that could probably tolerate it. And he sort of looks. Hey, you're fine. Natural 20, you're fine. You critically succeed. He sort of looks at the map you got here. Uh, well, as far as I can tell, that yeah, more or less looks like the... On the second rock. So what exactly are you after? You're trying to get to this temple of all gods. Yes. Uh, so I, I talk to him in Dwarvish, and I start just pointing out to roughly the area where we think we need to go and, and like, see if he has any insight on that. No, that's what you're after. His map seems, and, and Dwarvish seems to be fair enough accurate. It doesn't look wrong to me. Okay. Uh, well, obviously, that's quite a far distance from here. Uh, I don't go over to the east side of town much. All right. I exactly have a market to frequent to buy the fresh crop oranges you give me. But uh, it's not like I had a few thousand years to explore the city at my leisure. Uh, I mean, there's a whole lot I can really give you for landmarks at this point, but I'll still stand there. He gives you some, like, uh, things to look for under directions. Okay, I start writing, like, like little notes on the back of the map. Uh, But, yeah, this 
It looks right to me. Okay. And I don't know what you're going there for, but I can tell you that uh, it's not. <laughs> Look, I tell you this from a place of goodness. All right. I don't mean any insult to your abilities or whatever. You seem a fine enterprising sense. Uh, sort of a mercenaries. You probably can't. Well, you, you, you axed all these lads, and if it was just the four of you, they greatly outnumbered you and had the defense in the time of preparation. Not much of a soldier. I was a smith back in the day. But We also killed the really big worm fish whale thing that lives in the lake. Whatever there might be of a, a faction of like-minded starved. Gores and ghasts of the light coming together. Doing whatever through. Well, they have some kind of dealings with living. Not really privy to exactly what's going on. But this is the center of it. Hmm. Hmm. The starved ain't let anybody, even much a man, <laughs> fellow like-minded undead such as myself, come within a half mile of the place. Oh, then that's where we're going. You're is exactly. And this is a thing that you just do on the regular. You just go out on missions that are guaranteed to end in your own deaths. You don't have. Are you, do you have any idea how many times somebody has said that to us? If for some reason you think in life in the great resort, resort city of Sagarok is something you're privy to, I can just bite you if you're so inclined. Give it a couple of days, you'll join the starved. But it'll be surely a lot less painful and terrible than whatever you're going to be walking into trying to just, you know, traipse on over to the Temple of Alcons yourselves unannounced. Uh, we appreciate your concern, but I guarantee you, my friends and I, we can handle it. We'll be just fine. It's going to be like a walk in the park. Well, please understand, we're not intended on uh, getting involved and in putting the entirety of the starved to the sword or anything like that. Look, but I, I got no love in me heart for much of me fellow ghouls in arms here. Hardly anyone I knew back in the day is even still alive in any sort of capacity, undeath or otherwise. Time takes a toll, regardless of, uh, well, the cursed state of your being, thanks to Torag or whoever decided this was a responsible penance for failing to properly dis defend the city from an army of invading orcs, but... Ooh! We actually get to use that word appropriately. We could decimate them. What, 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 kill one in ten? Yeah! There's thousands of them. That's why I said decimate. Uh, but that's a lot of work. Why don't we just... It's a good goal. It's a good goal. See, Trashik <laughs> is on my side. Trashik, let's I, make uh, that a goal. Let's count. As, as this is going on, I take one of the nearby corpses and chop it up and start it handing it to, uh, it to him. You guys are just going back in the corner. And <laughs> no, no, like, well, we're, we're he going. might be, Yeah, but. that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> you guys, like you yeah. and Kaga. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm just like, consider this, uh, I figured I'd make it a little easier for you to chew on these a little bit. This uh, this should make things better for you. And consider this uh, my way of saying thanks. Just kind of looks at it. I mean, I am. You're cutting you, up his dinner for him. You got a much larger blade than I do that, which is true, uh, but can't help but feel a little bit like a baby buttered at the moment. I'm not spitting up in your mouth. I mean, hold on. I just start plucking a few potatoes out. I think it's just a side dish. I know you're still dwarfing there. Aye, but uh, I can't exactly eat those. Look, it's just kind of part and parcel of the whole unending, undead uh, hunger sort of thing. Really nothing sates it but the flesh of the living, which I'd really, really like to get to. So, Luka, we're, we're gonna go, Kaga, but it was very nice okay. to meet you. I, I wish you the best of luck in not immediately being killed in the streets of Sagarok. You seem like fine folk. If I see you walking the streets as ghouls in a few weeks, 
I'll understand what happened. Feel free to, to, to say you told us so, and, and uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and have a good laugh about it. We'll have it. at least a few centuries to go over it that much, is certain. But I can show you to lay the town afterwards if you're so inclined. Very kind but of you. If it's all well and good with you, Bestia, if these folks were here weren't priests and these lads aren't friends of yours. Bon appetit. I just, as I'm walking, I'm just... And he gives just chow, kind of a dead, <laughs> toothy smile with the... He doesn't even really have lips anymore, just kind of skin around his mouth, pulling back across what was once gums, just revealing the bone of his jaw where his teeth are still set. All right, the, uh, I'm ready. Look, this is uh, this is good. We can count. This will give me something to focus on. Back into that back chamber. As we're walking out, I'm like, you know, I'm not going to lie. I kind of like him. He seems fun. He was a very upstanding ghoul, as ghouls go. Well, he's very polite. I'll give him that. But he wasn't as nice as Harold. We're not True. going to be finding many more like that. I don't think so. I think we're going to be counting a lot. We don't have to actually go and depopulate the entire thing. We just Why have to go not? find out the center that's, of it. But, 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 but the more we kill them, the less they're going to bother the dwarves. It doesn't matter. They have, what, 16 forage days left anyway? Why are you being such a downer? I was happy for all of three minutes it's thinking that we were going to go make progress. Why did you have to remind me of Armageddon? Look, it's not something that I'm doing. Look, the sun rises in the east, the world will continue turning, and Sagarok's going to get, and, no, Cobblar's going to get destroyed in 16 forge days. That's just the way it is. You know what? All we have to do is take care of this. And then leave. Whatever happens in 14 or so days after we're gone is not our fault. I mean, I would like to save them, but at the same time, if we can't do it, we can't do it. But we have the one job, look, and that's to take them down. And Look, right now, I need to focus on small victories. We're going to go kill as many ghouls as we can. Oh, that's look, easy. Short-term goals right now, okay? It's going to point back at the room full of dead bodies. Oh, we killed was so many of them. Was that not the achievement? Oh, it was a spectacular achievement. Those were living things. I can't really feel that great about killing them, but these are ghouls. They're already dead. I can feel great about putting those to rest. Let's go do something I can actually feel good about. They have something that you might... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the slumber wine again. <laughs> so... You know, some girls, would, some girls would take that the wrong way. <laughs> As you leave Kaga to his uh, wonderful feasting, here in the back chamber, upon the heaped bodies of the Scarlet Triad that you dispatched here in this uh, barrack, it seems to have become, the eastern door of the common room also just kind of hangs open. And uh, the light from your sword as you move through the rune, uh, room falls across the scattered stone of what looks like it was once a road outside. Uh, a paved road set with wide, flat stones that, with the uh, slow entropy of a million years of time, have held up surprisingly well. Uh, the road's still relatively flat. The stones that are scattered and some missing, some simply heaped out of the way, are the first you really see as you leave this building into just the greater area of Sagarok. Again, dwarven architecture and engineering, even thousands of years past, was impressive. Uh, their stonework to be able to settle cities like this, the five kingdoms back in their prime, thousands of years past within the mountains, it's, it's held up. 
The buildings here are a fair bit smaller than most of the ones that you were around when you had first come out from the Hall of the Gugs into the streets and met the scout who had led you back into Cobbler in the first place. But now... Good times. You don't have the cavern wall at one side of you. You are just open in the center of a dead city. To the south, as is the Forge Knight, even still, you can see just the very, very faint glow of whatever forges may still be lit through the night. Small bits of lights from various windows and things all kind of coming together into a barely perceptible haze over the wall of the entrance that separates the two cities. But that's hundreds of yards away. You are surrounded by ruin and death. Well. What a happy thought. Shall we uh, get ready then? I, as I take Big Red out, I change him into a rectangle. I'm, I'm always ready. She says with the wand in one hand and her staff in the other. No, do keep in mind, if we can avoid killing and getting into unnecessary engagements, we can be here for longer. It's a fine point, actually. Uh, perhaps we should uh, stay off the main roads, uh, side alleys, and things of that nature. We can start making our way down to this uh, temple here, uh, hopefully avoiding any of these uh, starved patrols that we're waiting for. Us. I, I will, uh, if it suits you, I can take to the rooftops and let Resume know if I find anyone possibly in the streets in the way. Oh, that now sounds like an excellent idea. All the walls and especially like cornerstones of pillar, uh, pillared buildings have held out fairly well with the passage of thousands of years of times and just the lack of maintenance in the city. Uh, ceilings, roofs would not be a thing that is holding to a lot of buildings. And indeed, this even as you leave this first one here, it appears this building once had an upper level access by an external staircase outside that is almost entirely collapsed and just flat rubble above and around the building. I mean, that's uh, fine. A lot of them are largely skeletons of what they weren't once were. You could clamber up walls, but with the large gaps of ruin behind them and not a whole lot really to stand atop them, you, you could scout from on high, but it's going to be uh, not nearly as effective as like just jumping rooftop to rooftop, really. A lot more effort, to be sure, to be certain. Yeah, just mean, stay ahead I, of us a bit. What are the four of you doing as you make your way to the city? Rasheen. Hmm. Um, so... Um, it's not like we're going like literally doorway to doorway or anything like that where something can pounce on us at any particular moment. So no. she's just going to be keeping her eyes open. So I'm going to be uh, seeking. All right. Uh, I'm also going to be seeking because I really don't want to shout out uh, a spell right now in the cavernous echoing chamber. I'm over here. Well, notably, you have a giant beacon of light emanating out from Roisin that's allowing you to see anything. So... That's you're pretty visible. <laughs> I was <clears throat> I was about to suggest if you wanted to turn your light off and just kind of like be blind. Uh, here well, I, I mean, can I... pass around some dark vision, and that way we can all see. How long did those last? An I hour, mean, I think. I uh, I was just going to say I could be your eyes, but you also are a dwarf and don't have a problem with this at all. I can I'm see. Just saying, we we could both take them. Yeah, uh, it would good for for now, I suppose. But uh, these will lights. run out. Yeah, and when they run out, we can turn the light back on. Fair enough. So uh, I'll transfer the light spell to a coin in my pocket and put it away and snuff it okay. and use a, uh, yeah, because I, I can't turn it off. But you can I put it away. I hand cast it on something else and put it in my pocket. 
Fair enough. Seems legit. Uh, so we'll both chug Dragon. You'll be sneaking up here on the walls, trying to stay a little ahead and out of the way as you can. And Marshall? Um, as always, I'll be scouting. You're in a large dead city. We're going to smack him. As I'm just ready. All of you moving through the city. It's, it's like moving through an open forest. We were just talking about missing the forest. It's not like you walk through a forest (laughs) and it's not like you can see the animals everywhere, but you know they're there. You know that this this area you're walking through is very full of other creatures that are around, Uh, whether they're the undead or scavengers that have made their home in Sagarok to feed upon everything that's been left behind. Uh, or some amount of just other natural wildlife that has moved in with a real lack of an opposition here, you constantly have this sense of just simply being watched. There's always things around, and every now and then, the two of you can even see some movements in the distance. With your dark vision elixirs, you can see through the city as if it was the sun beaming down overhead, admittedly with a complete and total lack of color. But you can see in the distance big shifts, large shapes moving their way through the city as well, which I take the liberty of assuming you do your best to largely Avoid. move around. Yeah. But as you make your way through, following the map, uh, Trashik sneaking a little ways ahead of the party. It is not long until you would actually bumble directly into a uh, moderately sizable group of undead. Admittedly, uh, you are up on a wall above them. Uh, but it looks like there's uh, nearly a dozen, a smattering of what look like more traditional, almost zombified dwarves possibly ghouls or ghasts. You're not really an expert. You're not entirely positive what they are. I know they're undead. But they are definitely undead. And they are spaced around a trio of much larger creatures that look almost skeletal, uh, that stand much taller, hulking 10, 11, 12 feet as they, they kind of stand tall, not so much walking, but almost seeming to just drift through the streets a little ways ahead of the party. And uh, what is your, uh, your, what was your stealth of you assurance? Or uh, you can roll it or you can, give me a stealth, you're sneaky. Yeah, so with assurance, because we've leveled up a couple times since I actually needed to know the number. Um, 29. Uh, so with so your DC would be thirty. Your DC would be thirty-nine. Oh, I was like, there's no way it's that low. Thirty-nine. No, your DC is twenty-nine. I lose my dexterity, bringing true. my twenty-four down to a nineteen. Well, if we're talking DCs, he should assurance doesn't apply. Yeah, it's it was just not, you're making a, it's your assurance. Yeah, it's just check. your, your is yes. twenty-nine. Yes, but then I need to critically fail for them to find me. That's not how that works. So, so if they're looking for him against his if passive they're looking stealth, for me, it's then against there's no. D- you are not sneaking. Okay. You are making a stealth check because sneaking is moving from place to place. Okay, roll it out. Tracking you. Okay. So, so if if I'm hiding, I I have to roll. Okay. Okay. Well, then roll then. Yeah, because you are hiding is what it is when you're avoiding notice. 
Well, you know, I have it, so I want to use it. That's a nine, but uh, let's roll the Draugr die. 60% chance it gets better? Mm-hmm. Believe? 100% chance 60% chance it doesn't get worse. That is definitely better. 16. Giving me a 40? With a 40, as you are up above them, uh, these ghouls make their way through the street unnoticed by you as you are up uh, on the corner clinging probably about 20 feet up to the side of an intact building as your party is moving through the alleys behind you. Uh, that said, as they're making their way through... I can immediately, upon noticing them, share a telepathic message. But you would come to this corner largely at the same time they did, so you'd yeah. have time to alert the party something is here. But the party most certainly would not really have time to move away. Gives them time to be ready and not yeah, surprised. But as they come around and the creatures at the front of the line here wouldn't have time to drink a potion in advance or anything. This is all kind of like simultaneous. See the group of you, even without your lights geared up as you are, smelling as you are, clearly alive. I don't have a scent. The one in the front, <laughs> yeah, they don't see you. The one in the front very immediately notices and turns back to his party and points with a hissing cry. And uh, we're gonna need to probably roll some initiative. Oh boy. Do you just want me to use my stealth check as my initiative, like? Well, this is separate. You can roll stealth oh. for initiative, but yeah. you get the scouting as well. Okay. Oh, we, that's right, we do get bonus of scouting. So it's plus one, right? Yeah. Plus one, yeah. You can move your sheet up one so they can see around the corner, because you can see all That is a that. six. Thank you. Um. Yeah, I'm not close enough, so never mind. Well, Chashik, what do you have, my good sir? 32. 32. Marshall? 37. 37. I'm a ready boy. I am uh, going to get shocked, jump up, and uh, realign. <laughs> Resume is here up on. What do you got, Rushing? Uh, Rushing has a 35. Good issues. At least they don't see Of course, it gets worse. Mm -hmm. uh, Resume. That's how life is. Uh, it's going to be a 26. Smells most of her time jumping. Alrighty, so would you like a handful of large skeletal undead? I think would you like is really an it's hard important question. We'll be here to pass things to. And oh, you're in. a handful of smaller, Got slightly less skeletal. Got it. I don't even know if I gave you the right number, honestly. I'm gonna be you gonna be straight with you. I actually don't remember exactly how many are right there. Uh, so I think you if you drop one, you're actually good. Perfect. I think I gave you yeah, six. For dropping yeah. one, yeah. You're good. All right. So the smaller denizens in the group here is going to be quite excited. Uh, clearly, party, um, you are 13 level adventures. You're very well trained and prepared. And these smaller creatures here are. Uh, seemingly almost like overwhelmed as they realize what is here. Uh, it's almost a reaction of distress as they are confronted with living creatures and this unending hunger sort of takes hold. They don't even immediately move to attack. They clearly mean to. They're very visibly hostile, but they descend into like an almost feral frenzy and just sort of freak out. They don't react fast at all. They're 21. Hmm. Um, they're, I love when I drop the North Strand D20, it literally yeets the other dice out of my tray because they hit so hard. <laughs> um, the others, however, what did you get, Roshin? 37? Uh, 35 for me. 35? I got 37. 
The larger ones are a little bit quicker on the draw. Uh, and as one of them who had already drifted up ahead through a building uh, further down the road turns and realizes things that are here, uh, you see in the center of the skeletal creature's chest, it's actually just open. Hmm. And all of you were looking with dark vision. Uh, he seems to lack traditional ribs uh, with almost fang-like spiked growths around a massive orifice hmm. that covers most of his torso. And you don't see bones or organs or anything inside. You see what looks almost like a swirling vortex in the center of this thing's chest. Hmm. Hmm. Marshall, you are up first. Oh boy, here we go. Ah, big Marshall. Big Marshall. Now the alleyway you're moving through here uh, does narrow to about 10 feet in some places. You could squeeze through, but if you got bigger than large, it'd be difficult to kind that's, of move that's forward. Okay, that's so why I said big Marshall. Big Marshall, not ginormous Marshall. Not mega Marshall. Okay, I was just double checking what size you wanted to be. Because rules. Um, so I'm going to go big, and then I'm going to go ahead and do sun charge and bonk the one that's right be right here. The one that had noticed you. Yeah, the one that yeah. noticed me. And you'll rush right underneath Rashik here as you click yeah. 20 feet up on the side of this wall, hidden from uh, all sight. So basically, you actually see him either. So as I get angry, you kind of just see Marshall rushing through the hallway, growing at the same time, and just going to sideswipe this Draugr in the face. Or not Draugr, but... Uh, it might be a Draugr. It might be a Draugr, I don't know. Um, but four... No, that's... Yeah, that is a four. Uh, that's a 30. As with a 30, as you come in, this creature almost hunched down, pointing. <laughs> and he turns to his friends, all excited, like almost hopping, and turns back to see a giant bludgeon looking <laughs> his way. 30 will critically hit. Also, fun fact, because of Greater Striking Room, I get 3d12. Whap. Womp. Uh, oh boy! Most of them are low, but that's is that a two, a two, and a six? Yeah. So that's <laughs> it's it's a minimum of twenty-seven. And then doubled because the crit, or is that after double? Oh, does it crit? It crits. Yeah. Oh, so, so 54. 54. Absolutely obliterates this first creature <laughs> with that that kind of cry of excitement, almost becoming like a hiss as the air is physically just blasted out of him, and his body just obliterated, blasted down the hallway to his comrades. <laughs> I'm back. He uh he doesn't take that well. He is but a level two guest. <laughs> he doesn't take that well. Bro. Oh, dear. <laughs> so on today's episode of No Longer Alive, we have that guy. Um, behind him, as these remains just scatter across this much larger kind of floating figure behind, uh, you see much the same thing as he has this weird portal of a chest. Mm -hmm. He puts one hand up a little as the just battered remains of this other gas fly up towards him and just casts him aside and raises another hand. Ah, and uh, I need you to make me a will save. Am I within reach to do AOL for it? Uh, I can't actually see, is he? Yeah. Is that a spell? It is a spell. Yeah. Uh, arcane countermeasure? All right, fair enough. You can hear this you incantation. You, you can see magic yet. dwelling. You haven't gone yet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, damn it. Um, so he's f you're tw he looks 20 feet away from you. Damn. All, All right. right. You're on the corner. But so, uh, maybe okay. a will save. A will save? Oh, boy. What is that? That is a nat 20. Marshall's having a great time. So thank you, Norse Foundry, for Absolutely giving me these uh, Yzrasil dice, which are amazing. 
And as uh, literally nothing happens, <laughs> it looks at you and uh, it starts to just float upwards. Huh? Up above the building, uh, right past your cheek, still not actually seeing you as it's focused on Marshall up to 30 feet in the air as it kind of brings its hands together. Um, the one behind it is going to kind of float drifting uh, past this smaller friend underneath Rashik to the corner. And as it floats up through your reach, uh, you are absolutely gonna get an attack opportunity for on this one, because it's gonna come right up in front of the corner. It's gonna be hard to position all that of is these. It's gonna be a very crowded corner here. That was a nat one on that die, so I do not hear You're it. looking at the dude up there. <laughs> and as this one comes around the corner, it puts one hand up to its chest, to this void, and the other hand out towards you. It doesn't even claw or swipe at you so much as it just reaches and you see both hands sort of glow. Mm -hmm. And this essence draw out of its chest, through its hands, up through its arms, and up towards you. Uh -oh. um, it's going to touch. Bad touch. Oh, it actually doesn't have to make an attack, it's a fort save. Oh, it's just a fort save? It's just a fort save, yeah, it just does it. Oh. Nat 20 again. <laughs> Are you serious? Yep. And you uh, you see, it's the North Sandy dice, man. That's and you see, you. as it reaches out, this, this the, all of you would see this energy kind of just dissipate across Marshall's chest as he's probably still just, eh, staring at one of the <laughs> I, I just kind of look down and I'm like, Does I, I, I try to like massage my chest. I, what, what are you doing? Absolutely nothing. Does absolutely nothing. Uh, but the one further on the road that turns around sees the group of you hovers up a little about 20 feet in the air, about level with Trishik above. Uh, this is, that was the one that just went. Oh, this uh, is the one that just Yeah, went? that's the one that's up in the, uh, in the corner also okay. flying. But the one in the back's also also flying, uh, sort of just generally over the same area. Floating zombies, guys. Floating at different levels and kind of a trio <laughs> here. As it looks and sees the pair of you further down the road mm -hmm. and uh, extends a hand and encants some sort of other strange growling spell. Uh, and I believe both of you need to make me a will save. Let me double check and make sure I'm not stupid. Because I'm frequently stupid. It's just one of you, actually. Uh, so. And I'm 50 feet away from him, and Resmage's 55, if that matters. I guess I have to flow, uh, flow further then, so we're more over Marshall. It's coming towards you, so it would just be Roisin that makes this save. Okay. Further away than I thought. Uh, oh no. It's a nat 20. <laughs> All of their magic seems to have absolutely so no effect on a group of you. Is this our version of Malachi? Is this the power of North Foundry? You now, yeah, you now feel what I've been feeling. You don't you even feel it anything. It casts something and you see this spell sort of resolve. You see it encant something, but it has no visible effect. You feel just the very slightest brush against your mind. Huh. So there's three of them just sort of in the air, hovering like friggin' giant Dementors uh, <laughs> vaguely around. Trishik is clinging to the side of the building, somehow is still unseen. <laughs> and because uh, I haven't moved. So only one of them is at ground level, right? Uh, only the one in front of Marshall is in ground level. Yes. Okay. I think we ran out of clear We ran dice. out of flying, flying dice. Marshall's hold got on, one. Hold on, I got one. Oh, oh, oh. They're 20 feet up? 
One of them's 20, one of them's 30. They're just like, the one that is back on the corner is 30. He's floating up above the building to the left of you, and you can see him above this ruin. He's high enough in the air to be totally visible. So um, I'm going to look up at this thing uh, and just kind of take it in. I mean, the ghasts are pretty straightforward, but I've never, I don't recall seeing anything like this before. So she's going to think about it, think about what she knows through her religious um, investigations, uh, and see if she can kind of try to figure something out about this thing. Okay. Um, what is your religion? A 22. Let me see here. Uh, with a 22, um, these would not be undead that are completely unheard of. They are certainly a more powerful flavor of creature. Uh, but time out, though. Do we have horrible audio issues? Is our audio, like, completely unworkable? Like... I'm not sure. It sounds like there have been some comments. Heavy machinery, apparently. Yeah, a couple of, like I've seen a, one person is like weird twitch. I've seen a couple of people saying that it like literally sounds like the jackhammers exploding in the background, and like I don't know why that's happening. Um, Could be us moving the dice trays and not accounting for it. I wouldn't. I doubt that. Those are pretty grounded. That shouldn't make a difference. Some a bunch of people are saying it's fine. Huh. Oh, we'll keep going. I'm not. I don't know. It might yeah, be a weird going. Twitch issue. I, I I don't know what to it, tell you. Yeah, you might just want to restart your Twitch. Like it's, close the app and reopen it. Yeah, it seems like it's fine for most people. Okay. I, like, okay, it's I just one person. It's, it's one person. person. Okay. It's not. It's been several people, okay. but I don't know. Hey, don't, you don't need to apologize. Yeah. No, you it's don't need to apologize. It's good to know. We want to know. Obviously, the people who it's fine for aren't gonna just randomly say, "Hey guys, I'm fine. Everything's fine. How you doing?" Like, I mean, letting us know there's a problem lets us address it. Tell us if there's an issue. Yeah. But you would know. We want you to be Harold. That's. Hey, that's okay. Distinctive, with this giant portal center of your chest. They're very, very visible. Uh, these somewhat skeletal creatures here are devourers. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, they are... They are interesting undead. They respond typically only from incredibly evil fiends or powerful spellcasters that have run afoul of the concept of alignment, who <laughs> hmm. come We're back in <laughs> I death... I wonder if that might have happened to. Who come back in death to become these soul-consuming creatures. Uh, the energy swelling in the center of their chest is quite literally the contained souls of those it is slain and subsumed. Hmm. Uh, and while they are powerful casters still in undeath, uh, as well as large and just formidable uh, to, well, the traditional approach of fighting, they have no particular strengths or weaknesses to being taken down beyond a more standard undead. They're just a little, little stronger. Okay. <laughs> and a little spookier. If they kill you, it might be really bad. Nice. On account of the soul eating. But don't get killed. Don't get killed. Right. Don't, don't die. Right. Don't get killed and should be fine. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Roshin. That seems easy. Shulu, Dair. And I'm going to cast Airwalk on myself. There's a problem up there. Let me address that real quick. <laughs> I can't reach that one. You'll have to get it. Get higher than 20 feet if you can. I've got it. It's good. You could definitely reach the one directly above you. The one around the corner would be too high. Oh, okay. So I can get the one above The me. one above you is like 15 feet in the air. It's got like five feet of clearance. Okay, that's what... It's, it's just right floating. It's like you, it. You can definitely hit it. I but might take him down. Roshin. 
Uh, it's two actions to cast Airwalk, and it's one action to recall knowledge, so that's my turn. Oh, fair enough. Trishik, then. You are clinging to the side of a building as a bunch of giant skeletal demons just sort of hover up in the air around you. Would I have <laughs> had time to mark one for death? Uh, no. You would have had time to, like, alert the party as they were, you saw them, and they saw the party, and you're like, oh, guys, problem. Am I at the top of the wall? You would be at the top of the wall. I imagine that's where you're traveling, right? It's the top of the wall. Yeah. It's like a two-story building. So I can't get to the 30-foot uh, one. No, he'd be a little so. too high out of reach. He, like I said, he's, he's hovering quite high above the top yeah. of the building, and, and Rashid and Resbeck can literally see him from the alley. Well, you know what I can do? There's one right below me. There's actually one that is directly below you, and there's one that is adjacent to you. The one flying over Marshall is actually at melee range right now. It's flying pretty much level with you, well, in front of you. I've got some fancy new anti-undead things, and I'm going to test them out. I'm going to strike out from stealth at the one floating above Marshall. All right. Go, my attack lizard. Attack lizard. So, <laughs> 35. Uh, 35 will definitely hit. So, attacking from stealth with this being an undead, I get to roll seven dice. Gonna hold the trick. Yeah, you might want to hold the all of this. The explosive sound so, of Jillian metal dice. Wow. 10, 20, uh, 37. That's a pretty good hit. <laughs> Another thing looks to be somewhat skeletal. Uh, as it comes up much closer to you here, it's it's not so much an actual skeletal creature as it is just like it has a bunch of jagged bony growths protruding from all around its body, not just this strange orifice in its chest. Around its shoulders and the back of its neck, they give it this kind of appearance of being much more bony. Uh, but as you strike at, at it, it definitely still has flesh uh, constituting the majority of its actual form. And yet that's going to that's gonna do perfectly fine damage is the point. It's not resistance to slashing at all. And uh, 1d6 is positive if that matters. Uh, I don't have any... It's definitely damage for him. Yeah. I just have any particular weakness to it now. Just in case. Well, um, I'm going to sneak around the corner away from the one that I just hit. Okay. I think you have to be hidden first before you can sneak. I guess you just aren't hidden from him. You can sneak through. Well, you revealed to everyone now. You have to hide first. If you're in cover, you can sneak. So I'd have to move behind cover and then sneak. Yeah, literally everyone can see you now. I'm you just going to... You're at the top gonna... of everybody. Everyone can see you. All the all the ghouls and guests in the street notice you and look up. They can't do much about it because yeah. you're... Well, I'm just going to stay beside him then and just... All right, paddle hands. Paddle hands. <laughs> just going to put you right there for now. Yeah. Specifically, I will skirmish strike five feet back across the wall to be literally above Marshall, so I'm not adjacent to the other one as well. You're not. He's so high in the air that you're not adjacent to him. The one on the ground. I don't want him. Oh, oh, oh yeah. fair. Yeah. I want only one. Well, okay. Nice. So. Uh, Is that a sarcastic nice? To no, 19. No. It's actually oh, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. <laughs> So 22, 19, 41. 41 will critically hit. He is enfeebled one until the end of his next turn because of the disruptive rune. For all for all those melee attacks he's going to be making. <laughs> Who knows? Isn't he also enfeebled one just because you're hitting him? Yes. It wasn't sneak attacks. <laughs> oh. Well, the first one was because he hadn't seen you yeah. yet, but this isn't a sneak attack. It's double enfeebled one. It was a stake attack. 
rates for impact. So this isn't a sneak attack and you're rolling a fistful of dice? Oh, yeah. No, no I lose three of these. Not a Only three. Attack. Yeah. <laughs> it's greater striking four. plus disrupting, so it's still a giant handful of dice. So four, eight, nine, 10, 11. 19 becomes 38. I hit him just as hard on a non-sneak as a sneak. Critting will do that. All right, I have one action left, so slippity flappity. That's a 19 again. So it's not gonna crit. It's, it's a 37. Lower, hit. Sorry, adjusting the camera a little bit. There. And go. then I roll four more dice, not multiplying them this time. Um, 12, 20. 20 more. Uh, so this quick flurry of attacks bah, bah, bah. has uh, done a pretty decent number on this devourer floating uh, directly above Marshall here. They don't appear to be terribly resilient in it, but there are, you know... No, the, the Malachi D6 has been removed. A lot of for people safety. in here. Uh, so Resme... The point is, the, uh, the trash cannot reach me. You got that one? It should be fine. Okay, I'll get this one. Oh, I love it when I get to do this. Inferno Maxima! Uh, and I'll toss out a fireball um, there at the back of them and try to hit everybody there. Just kind of nuke. Yeah, nuke. If we hit a little bit of Marshall, it is what it is. He's, he don't like, he's, you he's allergic. You can definitely he just blow it up and hit everybody. Or you can uh, miss the front line. And hit every hit like half of them. Yeah, I'm gonna hit everybody. All right, you'll be uh, all right. Marshall and Drashik make me a reflex save. Fire oh, resistance. No, Yay. that's I wasn't really worried about you. Help your little one. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a twelve, I think. Yeah, it's a twelve. I'm fine. I'm sure you're. Fine. I rolled a nineteen. Hey. I rolled a thirty-nine. So uh, that's that will pass. Yeah. So you're forty. Critical. So you'll take half, Marshall. Because your spell piece is like 32, right? Yep. So he's going to take half. Um, these are all the morons. I'm really just rolling to see if any 20s come out. One does! So, uh, moron... What's his total? Oh, well, it's actually still going to take half. Yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> Holy crap. Okay, yep, he's still going to regular I'm succeed. saying this is a level two guy, right? <laughs> yep, he's uh, going to regular succeed. Wow, that's a lot of That's ones. a lot of ones. That should be enough. Oh, is that uh, 12, 13, 15? Uh, what level is the fireball? Uh, third. Third? Yeah, okay. It's 66 for a fireball at the level yep. three, right? Yeah, so that, that's what it is. That's, uh, that's terrible, but oh well. Uh, 15, 15 fire damage. I mean, that actually won't kill the guy who got a natural 20. Um, so the so one, half of that. The one in the farthest back around the corner is still alive. All the rest of the small ghouls and gas are so incinerated by the blast. Minus your resistance. The three. So I take three. Yeah. That's <laughs> why I really wasn't worried. Like, yeah. I burned your fingernail. Uh, three devourers. <laughs> um... The one the furthest back actually is the one that failed. The one that's thirty feet, always thirty oh, feet up in the air. Though, and so. uh, oh, with, you got twenty foot radius blowing up in the air. It's gonna with my uh, last action, um, I'm gonna pull out uh, a uh, Drakehart mutagen. Okay. I'm just gonna pull it out. Uh, what are you dropping on the ground? Your wand or your staff? Uh, staff. Now the one. The wand of nuke and undead sounds like a pretty good thing to hold on to. The one ghoul, who is still alive. Um, <laughs> 
is just gonna kind of lose his mind. He, he takes a blast of this fire and scorches much of the front of him. So you have a charred, flaming ghoul sprinting down the street towards Marshall. And as he runs up to the corner here, just kind of flailing, is woefully incapable of posing any kind of a meaningful threat to you. Uh, it is... He's participating. Hey, has, there. has Marshall used his reaction yet? Yes. Yes. Unfortunate. But it's his turn, so now you have it back. Ah, oh, that's adorable. Look at the cute little guy. Gonna take a swing at the big one. Hey, you, you're in my way. Jeez, um, 17 plus 26. Definitely so that crits. Yes. You're oh. all 17 on your first attack. You definitely crit this guy. Oh, you? and he's prone because hammer. Okay, so you bonked one on the street here, and he's literally floating. He's floating horizontally, you I spin guess. spin him sideways. <laughs> I'm just like, get back on the ground. He loses track of which way is up. Uh, you might want to hold the trade, because these are a little heftier. We have new tray solutions coming Ooh. soon. Uh, our trays are not strong enough for the power uh, of our stomach. <laughs> oh, oh boy, happy. this boy. Uh, okay, so that's 22 plus 8. That's 30 times 2. Oh, I'm sorry, 30 plus 17. So that's 47 47. times 2. So that's 92. 94. 94, sorry. 94 is a very solid hit and will absolutely crunch through the uh, spines that are growing ah. on your shoulder as you knock it again, just kind of spinning in place through the air here. Uh, it's whole shoulder disconnecting and one arm almost just like hanging and flopping limp around as it floats. You were hitting the one in front of you or the one above you? The, the, the one, one in front, front of me. Okay. They're oh. all technically floating. Well, when in doubt, <laughs> bonk. The same one. And now he's five-footed, so. What is that? Oh, I didn't see it. It waited till the last second and betrayed you by rolling over. I didn't see what the number was. Was it two? Whatever you picked it up on. You picked it up and looked at it. Oh, <laughs> oh it's a 19. No, that what? was a two. It, it was a probably two? a two. It was a 19. Oh. It rolled over to something It rolled to something over else. to a two. Oh, it, it was, was a two. two. Okay, so that doesn't do anything, I don't think. Uh, uh, minus five, so yeah, that would be like 20-something. Uh, 23, so that doesn't hit. Uh, with my last action, just roll 20s, forehead. Just roll 20s. That's 10, so that's a 26. That's probably not going to hit him. 26 isn't going to hit him either. Uh, but as he kind of floats here, um, just sort of drifting confusedly through the world, he is going to right himself. Uh, is he? He's going to give it a good effort. What is that? Three? Yeah, that's a three. Uh, that's a 29. That's probably not going to hit. Oh, uh, still prone. Yeah, 29 will hit him while he's getting up. Nice. Oh, it, it does hit him. Yeah, he's prone. <laughs> nice. If you mind. Oh, yeah, he's he's dead. Uh, 19 plus 6. So, so that's certain. 25 plus another 17. That's 42. Mm -hmm. uh, 42 is a solid hit. And it'll crunch into him, but as he writes himself up, and you smash him. He puts both of his hands up over yours on the haft of this uh, of Big Red, which is now rectangle. What do you do? Arcane countermeasure. You uh, pop arcane countermeasure, and you see all of this swirling energy in his chest flow up through his arms and into you, leaving this just empty void, just a shell in the center of him as his eyes flare up. With uh, colorless, literally everyone's using dark. Encounter Kokora! White. <laughs> Make me a 
Will? Fort save. Oh, He's fort. a smart dude. And get plus two. That plus two might matter because I rolled bad on that one. Uh, so 31. Uh, so 31 succeeds. So which means I critically succeed. Well, yeah, it also has the incapacitate, and it's less than half your level, so you critically succeed, so you double critically succeed. Uh, uh, it definitely does absolutely nothing. So he does that, I'm just like, and I just kind of shake him like, small bit. The one that's, you feel like kind of almost a tingling in your hands. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much it. Like pins and needles, like your hand It's like Tiger Bomb. It was put on your uh, The hat. one up above you, seeing Resme flinging these fireballs, and though it kind of pivots and dodges the worst of the fire, Raises a hand towards you, and again, you see this kind of energy flow, to, uh, flow down. Don Corcor. And I need you to make a will save. Will save is what Tiggers do best. <laughs> I really hope you roll a one. <laughs> that is uh, 19. <laughs> that is a uh, 15. 15. That's a 15. Uh, that's that's so going to be. Was that a, is, that a, is that against a spell? Yeah. Spell. Okay, good. Um, that's going to be a 39. 39 will succeed. It's incapacitate. You're more than double the level, so that critically succeeds, so nothing happens. And then from that, it flies down, uh, almost firing itself like a missile, the one over top of you, flies directly down towards Marshall and Rasheen, ending just barely at, like, head level above you, ready to sweep with its claws. It's like just technically off the ground now. And uh, it's flying right after Roshin's turn. All right. So, uh, so it's, it's flying down to, f to directly flank Marshall or to come after Roshin? Right in your face. My face. Right in your face, Roshin. Which is oh. where she wants it. And it is your turn to swing the baseball bat. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's, that was convenient, I suppose. <laughs> All uh, right, come on then. Uh, shield up, and uh, she's just gonna swing out with her sword. This is the one that Trishik is ripped into. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. That's a 18 on the die, uh, so that's gonna be a 41. That's gonna crit. All right. You and your crits. Um, if I had taken any damage, it would have. Uh, Done things. I get to heal myself in my holy rune now. Yeah. Woo! Woo! But uh, said. It's that holy rune stuff. Uh, said. Uh, Symbol is max. Yep, so that's a that's six. six. So that's going to be 11 plus. Um, While well, you're six, counting, Marshall. 15. Crimson Nexus times. So it's time to apologize to Big Red. 621. Uh, 42 total damage. Includes uh, six good damage, if that matters. Uh, I mean, it will deal damage to it. It's cool. definitely evil. So All damage is good damage. But 42, as you strike out and catch this thing, uh, this arm it had in front of it that one was raised to slash. It kind of throws up to sort of perfect its, uh, protect itself a little bit, wholly ineffectively, uh, tumbling at this strike, but uh, still, still acting, trying to recover. For um, now, owlbear claw. Uh Weapon talisman, which I have held on to for months. This Whoa, is literally months. This is my moment. Uh, will flare to life, giving me weapon give me the critical specialization effect, which will make it flat-footed. Well, he's tumbling through the air. Yeah, <laughs> very flat-footed. And uh, second attack. As these things soar, you're not confident they have feet, really. So, fair enough. Super applies. Nice. Uh, so 13 on the die uh, is gonna be. Would be a 36, is now a 31 with 30, flat foot. 31 hits. Boom. Ooh, oh, that's, ooh. that's chonky. Uh, so that's uh, 17, 17, and 2, 19, 19, and 6, 25. Uh, 25, as you quickly stab and slash at this thing as it rockets down towards you, 
Uh, you shoot it off course and it veers almost into the wall of the building next to you, uh, crashing its jutting uh, strange spikes across its back, ripping across the stone as it just smashes into the pavement behind you, broken and defeated. Oh, okay, nice. Super oh, gone. so it is Trishik. No, it's dead. They, uh, oh, it's dead, dead. Okay. Appear to be a little bit less of a problem than I was expecting them to be. So I'm going to just spend an entire movement to go across the wall and uh, try and get behind the one that Marshall is in front of, currently slapping. It okay. probably takes two moves actions to get there. Yeah, it would take a, it would take a jump, which requires a 10-foot run-up. You have a climb speed, right? Yes. Climb speed. So you can use that climb as a 10-foot run and then jump down behind him, and there's no way you could possibly fail that check at this level. You're jumping like 15 feet, uh, especially with the 20 feet that you're falling. With cat ball, this one I think doesn't hurt you at all either. 50 feet. So you land behind it with one action left, flanking it with Marshall. Slap. <laughs> slap. Just literally slap. <laughs> Open-handed. And this one's also the one that's tumbling through the air as Marshall just super so bashed it with a hammer. 36. 36 hits. So, four, eight, okay, 10, 19, 22, 23, 27, 35. With 35 damage, after Marshall's two meaty hits there, uh, this thing spinning, uh, reeling as it is from the blow, is also just going to kind of wobble and collapse down into a pile on the ground between the two of you. They're not lawful, are they? No. <laughs> <laughs> I want to roll more d6s. Resume. Uh, <laughs> Resume uh, will pull her hand up to her face and go, kiss! And that'll be a produced flame uh, that she'll fling out at this thing. A one that action produced like flame. It's around a corner. It's oh, it's around the a corner? It's oh, like okay. Oh. It's above but the building. Like, is it 60 foot range? Uh, flame is yeah, I can with reach it is. Oh, okay, fair it. enough. You have to reach it, but you can definitely hit it. Okay, uh, that'll be two actions because this is my one action daily produced flame. You cannot reach the item. Casting out the item, it is what it is. Like, you can't metamagic the items. Oh, you can't metamagic right, items? Because it's its own, like, okay. it's doing the thing. In that does. case, uh, I'll take one of his buddy's uh, weapons that he dropped, and I'll telekinetic projectile oh, it at him. Enough. Fling that thing 60 yards up there. You can reach that. Hey, buddy. Gotta hit him Come first. on down. Oh, that's right. <laughs> but I just want to kill him. <laughs> I'm going to do damage, too. You did that. No. That's a three. Oh. I mean, you, you know what? I'm going to go with the Trishik thing. <laughs> there you go. Hero point. That's the spirit. Oh I don't care. They're wizards. I, I don't care. Stuff. <laughs> 14. Ah. Much better. It's going to be a 36. 36 definitely hits. Eight. We'll need, you need two, so more. I need two more. There's one more. I'll just that's all I got. You got to reroll one. I'll say, what do you need? All right, so that's a one. So you roll that. There okay. All right, so what is that? That's a 10, 15, 15, 10, 21 total plus your... Five, so 26 total. Uh, 26 damage, okay. Punched in the face by a thing. Uh, tiny goblin on the ground as uh, this thing falls down. 
and sees this giant monstrosity in front of it and this much smaller lizard behind it. Hi. Pounce over the fallen body of its comrade. It could step. It's literally not going to because it's just losing its mind, which means it is absolutely going to provoke. Didn't I use my reaction already? Uh, not this turn. No, oh, not this turn. No, I did not. You have used a reaction, oh, but not you on this. Oh, did when he stood up, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yep, you're chic. Okay. Mm. He's going after Tushik? Yes. On the building? That's not no, I jumped down. down. Oh, you, you jumped down. That way I would be able to get into flanking with that one. There is a demon on the roof. Does an 18 hit? <laughs> so close. So, so close. <laughs> and then uh, as he misses with his claw, fumbling here, just tries to bite you directly. Does a five hit? You know, I think it does. Let me check. <laughs> Clearly these uh, smaller undead here Almost completely incapable of posing a threat to you at this point. Hmm. Um, they are, well, feral, near mindless, just throwing themselves at you with complete reckless abandon and have no weapons save their own tooth and claws, which they don't seem to be terribly proficient using. Uh, you would almost have to let this thing attack you for it to really do anything, and as this smoldering ghoul with the front half of its scorch of a fireball just continues to throw itself at you, you're not really worried for your safety. Marshall. Well, I'm just gonna pretty much step on the corpse of this and move up so I can at least get around the corner so I can see the guy floating. I can reach him, right? He's 30 Heck feet no, up. No, he's 30 no, feet No, he's 30. Yeah. All right, fine. Climbing. Huh? Start, climbing. <laughs> start King Konging the building. <laughs> you could just... You, I you, mean, I could. You could just football kick the little guy. Or I could throw my... I could throw a booby at him, throw too, if boom. I felt you like it. Throw but... I'll, you know, I'm going to return the favor. He killed, he killed, helped me finish off the big one for me, so I'm just going to smash this little one. Bonk. I mean, you can roll dice if you like the sound they make, but uh, I'm pretty sure you can I'm pretty sure them. even when I roll a three, I'm going to obliterate this in with a 29, plus 29 I'm sure it's blank. definitely crit. <laughs> it has 18 AC. Is there a point of rolling dice at this point? I mean, um, you like the sound it. of them. It has 15 health. It has taken seven damage from the fireball, so it has eight health. Uh, you can roll the dice. I have plus 17 at minimum. It's less so. than your bonus. Yeah, yeah so it's less than half of your bonus. So, yeah, it's so, just uh, it's you just are dead. absolutely just going to smash into dust. And as for my last action, I'm going to look at the one that's floating. I'm like, you know what? I haven't gotten a chance to use this yet. Click. I activate the beard beats. <laughs> it's not mindless, so it's not immune to fear. <laughs> um... So wrong neighborhood. The Should beads let you cast fear, which I believe is two actions. It doesn't give you one action. Uh, let me double uh, check. Depends how many actions the action is to turn it on. That's what determines. Uh, yeah, give me one second, and I will pull it up. I haven't looked at it because uh, I haven't looked at it since Salsar Todd offered it. All to right. Me, like, so the beads are really the demon mask for those who demon actually mask, want a right. book reference. Uh, this terrifying mask is crafted in visage of a leering demon. How many demon. actions? Is yeah, the just ability? look at the. Ability. Oh, it is. It is two actions. Okay, you so are correct. Okay, action. so I can't do that. Yeah, you but I can. You can demoralize. You can regular intimidate. I, mean, I can regular intimidate. I, <laughs> it's right at the edge of the range of just yelling right, at the. I'll just. I'll just look at the. And that's going to be. I haven't used intimidation in a while, so. Get a plus two item bonus from the. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, so that's a twenty-six, which is probably not going to. Probably do not going to do it. No, right. it's definitely a lot of hard to do it. Yeah. He's up there. Uh, seeing you come around the corner and smash these things, a giant ob uh, object that you are, it draws some more energy from this reliquary on its chest and uh, throws another spell down towards Marshall. Arcane countermeasure. You need a will save from, with an arcane countermeasure bonus. Plus two. What is that? 
You know what? I'm going to go ahead and spend a hero point on that because I don't trust that. Better. better. Uh, 30 plus 2, so 32. 32 will regular succeed. Okay. Uh, and as you feel this spell sort of start to kind of hook into your mind a little bit, it takes you some focused effort to uh, to force it out. And as you go to kind of yell at this thing to intimidate it, his battle cry kind of turns into an incoherent Garbly call. Uh, you're going to be stunned once. You're going to lose one action on your next turn. That's it. Oh, no. And realizing this hasn't really landed, this thing 30 feet in the air, seeing the group of you, is going to turn and fly off to the north. He's not going terribly far. He's only getting 30 feet. So he would just be very, ve barely visible still over the buildings in the distance to Roshin and Resme, uh, but not to Trishik and Marshall, who are right next to a building and can't really see much of the overhead. So if you want to do something to the thing, like 90 feet away, it's retreating. You have a round to do so, uh, but it is clearly done with this engagement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, they have morale, it seems, uh, and it does run out. I could go chase on after it, but... Why? Yeah, exactly. Let's let it go and... Uh, hopefully, hopefully it'll bring back more of its friends that we can kill. When did you get so bloodthirsty, Resume? I swear They're you seem to change your attitude every week. They're ghouls! Trishik. They're already dead! There you go. Oh, thank you for the coin. So we're not... Uh, I don't think we're pursuing. We're not pursuing. Can I, I at least throw Boomy at it once? Just for, uh, you know, fun. No. I mean, you can throw it as it retreats. You can just kind of pitch it after, and you can see this hammer kind of curve up and knock across it and warble it a bit as it flies, uh, redoubling the speed with which it attempts to <laughs> run away. <laughs> I just want to send a message. I just want to send a message. Not sending hey, a guys, message. want to see this? I, I put down a uh, rectangle for a second. Twirl Boomy and... <laughs> Bonk. <laughs> See it wobble. And then I shrink back down. Okay. What are you, five? Hmm? I'm 38. Yeah, you're five. Okay. A little bit. In dwarven years, 15. I suppose. If they're going with 17 in dwarven years if you want to get accurate. You're still an adolescent. <sighs> I thought it was very funny the way he wobbled about, Marshall. Thank you. And now, put everything away, shall we? Well, let's uh, examine these. Perhaps they might have something useful on them first. I don't believe they'll go into anything. Like, like dead flesh? Well, they're certainly thinking enough about running away. They might be thinking enough about writing something down, perhaps. The bodies of the small ghouls appear to be largely uh, incinerated or obliterated, as the case is, one or the other, to whatever yeah. they were completely destroyed by. And there's one right behind me of the big guys. Yeah, and save for it's some like uh, simple clothing, they don't seem to really carry anything on their person. Uh, these larger devourers don't really have anything, uh, barely even wearing anything to obscure themselves at all. Uh, most of them seem, all three of them, or both the two that you've killed, rather, all of them that you saw seem to have preferred drawing around some kind of a uh, skirt or something to obscure, largely obscure the bottom half of them as they flowed through the alleys and flew around the buildings, but they, again, carry no real worldly possessions with them. We've got nothing but the battered corpses of some of the undead you've just come across in the streets of Sagarok. Yeah. Look, look, Sheeny, I'm just glad to be killing something that obviously needs killing. There's no moral ambiguity to it. I, they're not people, and, and I don't have to feel bad about it, and it, it's nice for once. I mean, you could just do what I do and just smash anything that gets in your way. Wait, did we have a moral conundrum when killing Scarlet Thread? 
Was there a problem with it? I mean, technically, it's the right thing to do is to eliminate slivers. Wouldn't that count? Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, I guess, but there are still people, and it's still... I mean, I know it's the right thing to do, but you do enough of it, and it does start to kind of get to you. Listen, let me tell you one thing. These slavers, they're not people. They're monsters, and I'm pretty sure a majority of us will agree with that. But, I mean, we're technically responsible for the, the slaves that died in the cave, too. We didn't do anything to save them. You can't save someone who died immediately. I wouldn't... I should know. It's not a good way to think about it. Certainly in the war, there were plenty of people who, had we fought more expertly, or with more courage, or with more fervor, perhaps we could have saved them. But you go mad thinking that way, Esme. There's a difference between killing combatants and innocent people who don't have any hope left. Now, Resme, if you had been one to cause those deaths, I could understand you feeling this way. Uh, but you didn't cause that. There was no way to avoid that. I know. It's just, you all have been around all of this a lot longer than I have, and it just... I don't know. When I started out on all of this, I thought it... I thought it would be fun. I thought it would be a blast going off on an adventure with my friends, and it didn't turn out like that. With that, Marshall just gently reaches a hand out and puts it on your shoulder and kind of like sits you down. Listen, I'm going to tell you a quick story about my youth when I was a wee little dwarf with barely any chin hair whatsoever, and I was just joining the dwarven military. Um, I was was just like you, excited, ready to do the right thing for my people. And then I got into my first battle. There was so much unnecessary bloodshed. It horrified me, believe it or not. But as I, well, bit my tongue and just kept pressing forward, it got easier and easier each time. Did I enjoy it the entire time? Not necessarily. But you're a young, bright lady, and you have, you know, you have us to support you. So at this point, it gets easier over time. That's all I can really tell you. I promise you, it'll get easier. I don't want it to get easier. And as she uh, as she says that, the group of you in the alley here, as you reconvened, see another figure approach. Uh, they do not come around this corner ahead of you, nor to the routes behind you, uh, but they simply appear through the wall to your right on the eastern side, a spirit drifting through it. Uh, what appears oh to be a dwarven woman with her long, you can't see color, it's dark vision, her long hair just kind of almost floating behind her as if weightless. Uh, The armor, if it's even called that, that she'd be done up in, save for some fairly light pauldrons and gauntlets, uh, doesn't seem to have been protective at all. Obviously, in her form now, it would hardly matter. Uh, But it also looks to be of an extremely ancient style. Uh, it would be uh, something unrecognizable to any of you, really. Mm. And she bears at her side a long, hafted axe. The handle of it curves just a fair bit as it leads up to the bladed head. And she just carries it down low behind her, and she's not burying it in a battle or anything as she comes to this wall. But strangely, though, she drifts through the stonework of the crumbling building next to you. And she draws this axe behind her. You can see the top half of it as it heads to the head and the blade. It loses its translucency. 
You can't see the stone through it, and the blade, the metal of the weapon looks as real as any that you wield. Mm. She arrives and appears. She doesn't look over the group of you so much as she almost just looks towards a point, kind of in the center, and raises her other hand. Hold. Once I yet draw breath, I mean not to claim your souls, but to issue your summon. I bear a message from my king, the rightful ruler of the kingdom of Sagarok. King Taker, Mali One, has seen your strength as you wander our city. He wishes to offer you information and allies in exchange for your assistance laying a usurper low. You will be wise and honored to follow me as the old king does not oft issue summons. I mean... It looks like a good idea to me. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm down. Anybody. She, she says nothing further, but turns to the north, the direction you were going, uh, and drifts up towards the corner. Uh, her form almost like fading out near her feet, much almost a strange mirror of the devourers you'd faced a moment ago, but instead of turning towards where you would lead to the Temple of the All Gods, she heads left around this back towards a main road, and straight towards the heart of Sagarok. Uh, what, what, what faction are you with? So she does not respond. She just continues to move. Whether or not you follow her out into the main road here is a question we can answer in a moment. How'd you get your hair to do that? We're going to take a break real quick. Yes. Use the bathrooms where we fill our drinks. <laughs> what kind some, of conditioner is that? Some snacks. <laughs> It's so light and fluffy. Not gonna fluffy. miss anything for a couple of minutes here, but if you're hanging out, we got a couple of highlights to entertain. Yes. We'll be back in a few minutes. Don't go too far. I guess she does have dead ends. We're going to uh, the Magic King's Kingdom. <laughs> the Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom. Welcome back, everybody. This is what it's supposed to sound like. Hopefully. Hopefully it stays like that for at least the rest of today, and then we'll see if the slow corruption spreads. Speaking of the slow corruption. Is it like the mold? Uh, that no, that's the name stuff. of the faction the ghost is from. Oh, okay. The corrupt, the slow corruption. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new thing. Ah, our new audio problem. Oh, uh, probably because we reshuffled it, probably changed the sound device Windows is outputting to. It's probably trying to play the sound back into the mixer. <laughs> Which isn't going to cause any problems, but it's going to be nobody's going to hear it. Give us a moment. Hey. Hey. You say hey, but I don't hear anything. I hear like a heartbeat. I hear it. You don't have ears, Squid. It's also all... Oh, I hear something. All the speakers are literally facing away from me. <laughs> it's all facing you guys. Aha! It's amazing how sharp these D4s actually are. He like, thinks. Just feeling it. It's worse than stepping I can see. I, I can hear it. I mean, the D8s have some... Forgot about ones. the other end of the audio. We need both sides. I feel like the D8 it. you would put in like a slingshot. So, as we... The D4 you trap a hallway. As we had left off. You had just been set upon by a group of ghouls, guests, and vengeful devourers in the streets of Sagarok, which were no real difficulty for a group of your uh, acumen. Before you were confronted by a strange specter, who with no proper introduction, invited you to an audience to King Taker Maliwan, the rightful king of Sagarok, or so she claimed. Uh, she drifted away out of this alley. She headed immediately towards the main thoroughfares of Sagarok, uh, clearly heading towards the center of town. Are you following her? Yes. Because she's just kind of going. She's yeah, not really we're following her. Fair enough. I'm, going... I'm following her with hammer in hand. Fair enough. You got you got a, you got the uh, boomy. 
Oh, rectangle, not boomy. Right. Yeah. Right. Big red, big red rectangle. Rectangle. Okay. I, fair enough. I've big red got, has many names. I've got my morning star <laughs> out with the ghost touch rune, kind of surreptitiously on the handle. I've um, I got my magic out. I'm a wizard. My hands. No, I'm a sorceress. Your, your wizard can up suck it. So you can keep, you know, don't leave it in the alley there. You mean my staff? My hands yes. touch ghosts. Kind of reminds me of this so goblin. I don't need anything special. <laughs> you got ghost touch hands. I have spirit strike. That's an Eruxy racial feat, right? That's an ancestry feat. Oh look, boy. Look at you. The Eruxy spirit strike. My hands are always, even without any other enhancements, ghost touch. The powers of my ancestors. That like means a slap ghosts. That means a ghost come and arm wrestle you. Yes. Just exactly. Arm I can arm wrestle the king. So as you follow her, <laughs> as you, uh, she goes and you kind of follow her out into the street here. You can use the drift along. She's not overly fast. Um, you're not having to hurry to keep up with her or anything. If anything, she travels a little bit slower than you used to. Uh, she seems to have no particular hurry as she moves at a speed that would mirror largely a stride through the streets. Though she doesn't walk, she just floats. Uh, ghost she seems to be. And there's no motion of any part of her body that she may even still have below her waist. It just kinds of fade out. She's still slowly bobs a little up and down as she moves, as if step after step, one foot from the other. The axe still hangs kind of oddly, almost corporeal, behind her as she continues wordlessly north towards the heart of Sagarok. That's a really pretty necklace. What? The necklace she's wearing, it's really pretty. Well, kind of behind her. You could have got a glimpse of it when she was talking to you, I suppose. She would have a strange a crystal amulet that looks uh, like it, it was once hung on a fine golden chain around her neck. It's no symbol or anything that you immediately recognize, save just again, yeah, a fairly fine piece of jewelry. Is it ghostly or is it real? It, everything is ghostly, save for seemingly the head of the axe seems to phase gotcha. into this corporeal reality. Everything, uh, largely with specters, they appear in one of two flavors, either as they were when they died or just as whatever manifestation um, guise that this tortured form seems to give them, whether it's something they see themselves as or fear themselves being. <laughs> but, uh, Resme. See, this is the secret. You follow in my footsteps and you are rewarded. Name points are, <laughs> Dude, are paying out here. Saiyan Fox, Saiyan 10, Fox the hero point on the is table. amazing. Mm -hmm. As you continue, all of you, I guess, just kind of silently following her. Yeah. Uh, she does speak. King Maliwan has always been the king of Sagarok. He cannot be destroyed. He will always be the rightful ruler of this city. The dragon may think it could destroy him, and indeed, stole the old king's crown. The old king will not be removed by a usurper so easily. What, what dragon? An invader It struck our fine city several years ago. It swayed much of the stars to its side, but the whispers and the armored remained loyal to their king. The dragon attempted to incinerate the king himself, but he returned, but he is forever. Strymalura? I know not of a name for the beast, save for usurper. And tyrant. Do, do you know what he wants? 
for King Maliwan to tell if he has any of such wisdom. I am simply here to bring those he calls to his court. When, when you say a couple of years, is, is that like, like your perspective a couple years or like really a couple of years? He's silent for a moment after that. She doesn't turn towards you for any of this. She just continues to talk forward as she floats. Does it matter? Well, perspective and all. If it was, you know, a hundred years ago, it may not be particularly relevant now. But if it was, you know, two years ago, it is. Oh, it's quite relevant, I assure you. You have to look at it uh, from the same perspective of your question. Uh, that's what I was trying to get at. A hundred years ago, to her, it might seem like a few days to us. And that is why I'm trying to determine the timeline. Well, rather than something that particularly matters, the dragon still has influence. The dragon is still angling to take over the city. Whether it started a week ago or a century ago, this might simply imply how good the dragon is at it. And as you walk down this main thoroughfare here, uh, you can see a good deal more of living, uh, I guess not really souls anymore, throughout the city. Many of the buildings closer to the center of the town are in a much more severe state of disrepair, uh, but they do seem to be populated. Many more ghouls, zombies, all sorts of clearly undead dwarves still almost hide throughout these buildings. Uh, some peering as you pass around corners or through doorways. Uh, even uh, not nearly in the numbers, the terrible form as the devourers you'd seen before. You see a couple of other strange oddities. Uh, back in an alley, a hulking skeletal creature uh, that has no seems to have no flesh whatsoever. Its proportions warped, uh, almost stubby legs jutting out from massive overblown hips and torso, crouches over in an alleyway. Seemingly just kind of poking at rocks, taking no notice of the group of you passing by. You can see some places where the denizens of Sagarok that are still here have worked with these, the devolving state of the infrastructure of the buildings here to try seemingly to repair some of them, to bring some state of reason to the city itself. Uh, doors that have been almost bludgeoned, forced back onto hinges, hanging almost loosely, but still working in their doorways. Uh, ceilings that have been patched over with stretched bits of cloth and ends of wood nailed into place to hold them. And some places and openings in fully collapsed buildings where just tents or overhangs have been erected, uh, where several smaller groups of ghouls and ghasts kind of huddled beneath them. Uh, many of them, as they notice you, first react like the creatures you see in the alleyway, but none of them move any further towards you, uh, though some clearly driven by this hunger over all of them wishing to attack, but restraining themselves, whether that's due to just survival um, instinct, survival instinct, or the specter that leads you is not immediately clear. But before too long, all of you with your dark vision can see that the road opens up to something much wider, to almost a plaza, before a veritable citadel. Not one of human style and not surrounded by castle walls, built up on a pair of rising terraces, leading up to about the level of a second story. 
much shorter. This doesn't loom over the city of Sagarok like a castle would on the surface. They don't really have that luxury given the confined space of the caverns they build in. As large as they are, they can only go so high. But this still possesses a degree of its old grandeur. Though, clearly, it has seen much better days. The closer you get to this palace and more the center of the city, the more the buildings seem to have been destroyed intentionally. It's not just a ruin of time, but they were clearly attacked. Uh, many of the build buildings have been torn down, walls of rubble strewn throughout the, sh uh, the streets, and in fact, uh, the southernmost corner of the palace, or the eastmost, I suppose, you approach from the south, looks like it has been laid down to just rubble and incinerated, hmm. scorched black, along with the terraces around it. It's clear that a uh, fairly powerful, I don't know, perhaps dragon of some kind <laughs> laid upon this city sometime not terribly recently, but not exactly two years, ago. years ago either. Okay, that's excellent. The specter continues floating up through the road that leads to these terraces to what were once clearly massive gates stood leading towards the citadel proper. Again, not castle walls or anything, but more akin to a fence around the outside of it. Something that is not a visible barrier, something that can be seen through so you could see the beauty of the palace within once upon a time. Uh, but the gate, the gatehouse and the gates around it have been utterly destroyed and strewn out th all throughout the plaza. It simply floats through the ruin and up to the similarly decimated front door of the citadel itself where you can see one of the massive iron doors literally rent in half, still laying in the entryway, the other gone entirely, who knows where it's disappeared to. And hmm. again, clear signs of the massive blast of dragon fire that had incinerated this entryway. He was pretty ticked off. This approach and this entryway itself is strewn with bits of dwarven skeletons. Uh, bones that have been scattered asunder from what look like dozens of living or undead that have just been left to rest here. They've all been picked clean, of course. There is not a single bit of flesh or anything clinging to them, nor are there any signs of armor. Uh, but there are weapons strewn about, similarly damaged, some half-melted even as they lay across this plaza. Hmm. For the specter leads you inside to the uh, doors within this antechamber that still stand to, well, some degree. Clearly some damage, but they're not torn completely apart. And she stops kind of beside them and motions to the massive gates. Uh, you would probably be aware she physically cannot open them for you herself. I guess we should probably. Uh, right then. Being all, being that we're all corporeal. Stow my weapons. Probably wouldn't do good to walk into the king's chamber full armed, uh, but uh, push the doors inward. Inside is the throne room of the royal citadel of Sagarok. Surprisingly intact. Whoa. Outside of this main antechamber, as you can see through some of the doorways to the rest of the palace, it looks, it does look like effort has been put in to maintain the palace somewhat, but not just to repair the damage from the dragon's attack. Still wow. even intact, a carpet 
rolls across the marbled floor, past the massive pillars that hold the vaulted ceiling up overhead. It's gotta be like enchanted or something. This is... like I mean, it's a, probably is. There's no way that a carpet has just survived yeah. in here for several thousand years since Sagroth was mm. obliterated. This is kind of exciting. There are some signs of disrepair and even ruin in here, but it is it is a completely different experience from the Sagarok you've seen before. If you didn't know you were in Sagarok, you could even be- believe that this was still the court of a king that still held session. And indeed, in a throne, squat and squared at the far end, set up on a uh, short pedestal, appears to be the king himself. Clearly an age- ancient dwarf who has seen many years his pallid skin stretched taut as many undead as across his face. But in here, two braziers set up on either side of the stage this throne rests upon still actually rest lit. Hmm. You can see the throne for all of its splendor. And King Maliwan for his as well. What surprising grace he still seems to have. A massive white beard and mustache hiding the entire bottom half of his face, hanging down below his chest, and almost burning sunken green eyes. Uh, not irises, but just holes, where this energy looking almost strangely analogous to the forge spurned mm. you'd seen. He rests in his full royal attire, leaning forward with one arm on the stone arm of his throne, and the other grasping a massive, what seems to be symbol of his office, a hammer, half longer than he must stand tall, resting far overhead. Um, he doesn't move as you approach, but nor is he alone in this throne room. Flanking either side of the throne, and then in front of the last set of pillars on either side of the hall, are a quartet of what appear to be heavily armored skeletons. Uh, each of them wearing armor incredibly rugged, battered, uh, crafted of some black iron. They bear banners extending from their backs, each with a symbol that probably in your time in Cobbler you would at least have seen the symbol of Sagarok. In fact, Cobbler still uses it in many official capacities. I imagine it'd be on the wall a lot, too. It would probably be very visible to the city as well, yeah. And uh, each of them holding before them, blade down a massive, jagged greatsword, the point buried in the stone floor of the throne. They all shift a little as the door opens and you approach, and you can feel their gaze boring into each of you as they watch, but the king does not move as you approach the doors these gems. Um, Resme will speak an arcane phrase and use ancestral memories. Okay. To try to figure out the proper way of greeting him. Okay, so you can like that gives you a. It ex- it makes me an expert in society specific to whatever the situation might call for. Like lore, lore, lore Sagarok the society, five the five yeah. kingdoms. Yeah, pretty much, because this this is Sagarok was once one of what the, the mountains are named for. Uh, as you have been entered here, much of what would once have been held as standard tradition or etiquette certainly no longer applies in the dead court of this forsaken city. Uh, With your knowledge, there's no 
proper procedures you can really follow through without the king's retainers, anyone to announce you, and your own squires. The best you feel to do is simply to treat him with the regency he's owed and the respect if you indeed wish his alliance. She'll drop into a very deep curtsy twice as she moves toward him. I am trained in society. I know how to at least act somewhat appropriate in front of nobles. They are my people, so I should probably know naturally. I'm also there. (laughs) My big haft. It doesn't have a hammer on the end, but I have a big haft. Let let me get you some tape real quick. We can put the hammer up there. But as uh, she curtsies, and I imagine you bow and... Rasheen's just going to look at the guide who's been coming with us. She is still by the door. She doesn't enter the chamber with you. Oh, right. So it's on her own then. Hello. Shh. Curtsy. What? Bow. Something. Message. Curtsy. Now. Wait. <laughs> Curtsy? Are you insane? Uh, living ones. <laughs> You'll stand at the heart of the pious city of Sagarok. In the court of its true king. First of my clan's regency. I've held the throne for thousands of years. You are wise to answer my summons. As I believe there is much the throne can offer you in aid. And that ye can offer to the city and other people in its defense. We are at your service. What do you wish? Years passed. Four, perhaps five now while living counting. A dragon, one of magma, stone and fire laid waste to our city. A terrible invasion. One the people of Sagarok have not seen since the orcs of the holes raided from their keeps in the north thousands of years past. He reaches up and just kind of feels the edge of his, uh, his nose down on the side of his mustache. This dragon seeks to lay claim to the good city of Sagarok and all of its holdings, Govlar included. Do you know to what purpose? Nay. Like most of its ilk, I've ill known dragons to be driven by anything save for their own lust for power, their own burning desire for control, to be paid homage and respect as kings to an ill-gotten throne. I imagine this now to be no different. I have called you here because this dragon has allies have joined it in this city. Living ones like yourself. 
as well as that deep kin have sworn to aid it and joined in its assault. Do you know anything of those of your kind who have invaded Sagorok? We have stalked them across the known world, through cities of the living, numbering many. We seek their ultimate destruction as you do. Should you point us in their direction, we will accommodate you. My eyes are the whispers that pervade every wall and street of my city. I have seen your accomplishments here in the past weeks. I have seen of your actions. If you stand against them as I truly believe, you can aid the kingdom of Sagarok, and it can aid you. That would be agreeable. Of course. I... This dragon, Strymalura, it's called. It's gathered power, a seat of its own in the northeast of the city. It rests under one of our most sacred grounds, beneath our temple of all gods, where the living ones too have consolidated their forces. Under her sway, Many of what you know as the starved have sworn fealty. They fight no longer for the city, for the gods and kings that raised them. For the reason they were sworn and bound to their oaths beyond the grave. And seek now to aid this invading tyrant in whatever futile endeavors it pursues. I have seen your might. You bear not the ability to face Drymalura on the seat of her power mm. with the full force of the starved forces and the bound nearby that may defend them. You cannot fight off Sagarok alone. But you may not have to. Tell me, in exchange for what I have seen and what knowledge the court has, tell me what you know of these living invaders into my lands. So, looking over at Roshin, would you mind grabbing the manacles? Of course. Um, and again, pouring the pile of manacles uh, onto the floor of the throne room. Each and every one of these individuals that we take down, we take a trophy. This is a bit of evidence showing our uh, endeavor. The triads are slavers for the most part on the surface of the world, uh, taking those uh, from their homes uh, that they think can bear manual labor. Here uh, in the Dwarven underground, they found allies uh, with Droskar's cult. Uh, in fact, sought to sink a barb into the heart of Kovlar. Uh, we 
found it and pulled it out, the damage they did cause. But their machinations here uh, go deeper and longer. We suspected that they were in league with forces of evil here, and hearing of Strymalura uh, only confirms it. Our goal is to chase them down and destroy them. They've come after us in our homes. They've come after as they have many for before. But we are up to the task. coming to mine? We've proven up to the task of taking them out in many locations. Let us help you with yours. We... Take one more faction of the li- of the- these living allies away from Strymalura, allowing her to be uh, better challenged by you. There is naught I can do in my current position, even as the king of all Sagarok and her people. They aid you against these invaders. But the dragon's aid have conquered much of my city. But I can direct you against the allies they've claimed within my very streets. The starved. What would you have us do? They are a loose faction driven more by their hunger and the allegiance. I pity the husks they have become in the intertwining years since their role in saving Sagarok from orc invasion. But now they rally together under a leader of their own. And as long as this leader lives in what manner he can, subservient to the living ones, those under him will render their aid. Hmm. So we break the leader, we break their allegiance, and they scatter. A task well suited for our skills. His name is Kaga. He is a smith, I trade. One who's forged many powerful tools of war for the invading forces. Yeah, we're pretty familiar with tools. You don't, uh, you don't say, do you? Kaga. Figures. I know that he had rushed quickly to assess the situation after one of the living strongholds was conquered. But I trust he found no recourse there after you had fought through them with tooth and claw. Well... And steel as well. But yes, no, uh, he mm. did uh, assess the place. Uh, we at met least him. He, ex- he claimed it, is it? but uh, he uh, made his excuses and uh, was uh, keen not to draw our attention. Man is at heart a coward. He's always relied on the force of others to stand before him. Bear the weight of his decisions. He hides now behind living and dragons in a shadow of strength. But he hides in a mine to the west. If he will be rooted out from his hole and slain, his head placed in the plaza before this citadel, displayed to all those who believe they are so loyal to him. The starved, both on land and sky, may he cause you no harm as you approach the temple. Right. This will break them because they are weak. Their hunger undermines them. 
Speaking of weak, is there anything about him that is a weakness, something that we can target? I imagine you'll find him no more difficult to strike down than any other foe you faced in battle. Though I would worry more about the forces he may rally to his defense. Since he is aware of your invasion, he has no doubt gathered allies and that which he can to his defense in the mines. But surely, he will be less defended in Strymalura. Hmm. What, what do you know about the old dragon god, the evil one? The kingdom of my domain is a holy one. Beholden to the Forge Father and those of his kin. There is little I know nor care to know of realms outside that, especially those that have fallen to such foul ways as the dragons that now stalk this world. Hmm. Thank you. There is yet more. The bound have declared no allegiance, but many are simply confused. They lash out in their state of undeath as their minds have forsaken them. We raised as spirits beholden to the throne, to my rule, and to their city, and fought in its defense for thousands of years have dulled their loyalties. And with the crown stolen. Aye. Hmm. But there is perhaps more that could remind them of their vows. You could visit my home. The doors were last bashed down by my own people. Zorks laid siege to our walls. My proper regalia still rests within. If you bore it, I believe the bound will remember their oaths and cause you no harm. Well, I... Many are sworn and cursed to remain around the temple, and though they may bear you no ill will, if you seek not to avoid them, you may have to meet them in battle. Well, I, I like the armor idea. I think they're both excellent ideas. You look great in his regalia. Just saying. Goodness gracious. My retainer, who called you here, if you wish to act in service of the King of Sagarok, will aid you with the locations of Kaga's mine and my abode. And you will be my sword and my shield. You will reclaim Sagarok for its chosen king. Consider us at your service. Your majesty. Now, go. There is much to be done and you can ill afford to let the dragon, nor the living, nor the starved, prepare for your arrival. Away we go then. 
Most fortunate. Excellent, excellent. Away for it. It seems like the uh, reasonable choice of operations here would be to go to house first and get thing makes us not have to fight the uh, the bound. Yes. The bound were per, are 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 stuck around the temple though. We're not heading there first. We're heading to the mine. We may run into starved on the way. Perhaps if we go to the mine, clear them out, and he starved on the way to the house, would be pacified and also. I doubt there'd be much in the way of bound there. I'm not particularly expert in this sort of uh, warfare methodology. I'll leave it to you. Moreover, the more time we give Kalka to prepare his defenses, the stronger they'll be once we get there. As you walk out at this point, uh, making your way to the doors and the Spectral Retainer waiting, you don't have to see, you can hear the clanging of the armor of the two flanking the sides of the halls that fall in behind you to approach and reclose the doors to the King's Hall behind you. The specter still floats immobile exactly as she was left, waiting, but does briefly turn to acknowledge you as you come back to the doorway. I am able to provide passage directions, at the very least, to find the mine with a star to consolidate their power, and the ancient abode of my humble and glorious King Tekar Maliwan. Then in the service of your lord, lead us to the mine. And as she uh, floats back out and destroyed entrance to the palace, she turns to the west, coming out in gestures. Though I would give my life for my king and my city, as I have and have risen once before, the lands too far beyond have been claimed by these insurgents. It would be unwise for me to travel along, along with you. I can provide little more than knowledge and aid in arriving at the seat of their imposter, the false ruler, Kaga, and the destination of my humble king's proud abode. Uh, map? Yes, indeed. Let's bring it up and mark it up, huh? Yeah. Now, resume. Another hero point here. It's falling out of the chat here. Multiclass, so many things. Wouldn't be surprised if the Sorceress Supreme has hidden knowledge unbound. Loopy caster. Another hero point. Not to resume. You can go back to Dungeon and Streets of Segra. Okay? Oh, thank you. I'm going to need it. Now, this would be a little bit of an interesting thing because she couldn't help you directly. She can't draw you a map. Yeah, she can. She's got an axe that can most certainly draw a map. She can use my fingers to draw. Because my hands are ghost touch. She would not. I jokes. She could. She could, <laughs> theoretically. I, 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 I just want not. her to ghost point at the map. Yeah, you already have this map in front of you. You've been, you've reclaimed rather, uh, from Ruby and the Scarlet Triad's little uh, vanguard. And she can direct you to uh, both of these locations. Now, the previous abode of King Maliwan is to the north. Uh, not northeast like the Temple of All Gods, but north much deeper into this starved-held territory. While the mine itself, somewhat quizzically, out to the west is actually uh, further from their seat of power. The opposite direction almost is the Temple of the All Gods and much of the way back towards where you'd originally come in that hall of the Gugs. Figures. Either of them 
would be, uh, well, anything really is a fairly decent journey through the hostile streets of Sagarok. The question is where you want to travel first. Whatever you guys think is fine with me. You know, I wanted to roll a sense motive earlier. On the king or the ghost? On the the, the random undead we found just in the room. Oh, on Kaga, who yeah. is literally the leader of the starved? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I really wanted to, but at the same time, I was like, uh, I'd, I'd rather see what's happening <laughs> and deal with this. Well, uh, he he's, seems, he's what's happening. Yeah, yeah. apparently <laughs> he's what's, what's happening is him. I, I just want to be hoodwinked, quite Could frankly. we have just killed him and showed up with his head already? You're like, oh, Theoretically, step yes. one, done. All right. <laughs> Easy. We'll do well, that on our, 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 se- gone. our yeah, second our replay second, of Age yeah. of Ashes. Yeah, we'll come back around with find him immediately. But uh, <laughs> Marshall would probably honestly just be like, his, his methodology of war tactics would be just find the quickest way to get to the leader before he gets too many strong allies and just take him out as fast as possible but this is Marshall and he knows that that is his brain of, me- of doing it. But as far as like anything smarter than that is above him. Well, so, I mean, Roshin is of a similar mind. <laughs> has... Well, upon being pointed out that if we get to him before he has guards, he doesn't have guards. I'm all for sneaking in and just removing his head. Steal so, his head, bring yeah. it back. You won't even know what happened. See, the, the undead. Check. <laughs> the undead. I, I can't take their ankles because it's all some of them have ankles. It's all skin and bone though. There's no sustenance. But Does that the head make has it the less brain. of an ankle. Yeah, it's physically there is less ankle there. I think everything I know pop culturally about zombies is they're far more likely to have ankles than brains. Hmm. Well, the other guys were floating. They didn't have feet. Well, the giant skeletal things. The yeah. little dudes were all just like ghouls. Like those were guess... piles of ash. Well, now they're piles of ash, but they weren't originally. And then there's some bone powder. One of them got know. golf swung across the room, but... Yeah, he, he is... Hmm. Guy, guy. I guess there's... Marshall cast a setting grade on There are it. fewer pairs of ankles <laughs> among the undeads than there are brains, so... We're going to take their Specifically prankles. Specifically heads. Heads, heads, heads. All right, we're going with heads. So yep. we're going toward the mine. To the mines. So the group of you move to make your way west through Sagarok, away from the Temple of the All Gods and out towards this uh, mine shaft. Making your way away from the palace back into the streets, still only by the way. Um, it's back to your original kind of somewhat stealthy traversal. You've seen and heard now a lot of things kind of come together from the king, sort of connecting a lot of these various threads that you already knew. Uh, in a bad way, which is that every bad guy you've heard of, it turns out, is actually on the same team and are all working together. So it's the worst possible way they could be connected. It's but knowledge right. nonetheless. We kill them one at a time. As you travel through the streets, uh, making your way out here, you would run afoul of a couple more of these smaller packs of ghouls or lesser undead. Uh, realistically, there is no reason to roll initiative and run a combat for literally three CR2 goals. We can if you really want to. <laughs> I mean, I just I bumped. think we're fine. Yeah. But uh, it I would mean, require... We could spend 24 minutes killing three CR2. No massive interaction <laughs> or expenditure of resources from your part. Uh, but as you travel away from the palace, it, it would... Going in Sagarok is... 
well, hostile at best. Though fortunately, the vast majority of those that still seem to live within are simple undead. Uh, you do come across a few smaller packs of what seem to be more mindless skeletons and shambling corpses, uh, which you can either strike down or avoid and outpace with equal ease, really. It's not until you've made it probably about two-thirds of the way towards this mineshaft that you would come into anything particularly noteworthy. If you want to bring us back to uh, the alley that's the one random streets map I have, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can go ahead and put our fine heroes at that top intersection there. And as they pass by, they would see lurking to the south as they're making their passage three larger figures kind of huddled together pawing at a small heap of a couple of undead after your introduction to Sagarok uh, I think I would need no further description as to what a gug is ah. I think you are well familiar Yay. Would we be doing exploration actually? You would be doing it. Oh, yeah, you're doing it. I'm assuming you're doing the same thing you were doing when you came yeah. to the first place. Seeking. A trio of gugs. A trio of trespassers. Lurking within this alleyway. <sighs> see you as you come by and see them. And what's uh, perhaps a little interesting, uh, obviously, gugs are not a terribly friendly people. That's a thing that you guys all know. I've noticed. Know, man. Yeah, I've noticed. But they kind of seem to recognize the group of you as they uh, as you see each other don't you have the chieftain's face on them as a man they don't just move toward you <laughs> you too with oh yeah pets. that's right all three of them kind of let out a similar war cry a guttural call as they on all fours start to rampage down and around this Ellie. We literally you. killed their lord. I'm, they I'm seem to remember that, yeah. And I'll some initiative from the group of you because they're not terribly happy about it. Yeah, you know what? In this particular case, I can't actually blame them. Plus one. Plus one? You know, I feel like re-rolling my oh, initiative. Baby. Yeah, that would be smart. I didn't do too bad. There you go. That was a 20, and then it hit the lip, and it rolled to an 8. Is he wearing our chieftain? Only <laughs> 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 half his face. She's got the other half. Uh, yeah. Well, Roshin, we'll start over here. What do you got? Uh, Roshin is going to have a 34. How about Resume? 40. Ooh. Chonky. Trishik? 33. What, I beat Trishik? Yes! And Marshall? 31. Not terrible, but not great. And uh, I'll go ahead and I can roll three gugs. Listen to that. Nice. Sirenscape's got some solid gug noises, actually. They got the gug, gug, gug in there. I'm not going to lie. That's exactly how I envisioned it. What'd you get, Rasheen? Uh, Rasheen got a 34. 34. I do kind of. the first 37. I do kind of miss the machine gun, though. Oh, yeah, the machine gun fist. Um, <laughs> you got 31, Marshall? Yes. The other two are just going to be below you then, because it's a 30 and a 28. Okay. Um, but, Resume, as you see the trio of Gugs in the alley here, you would be the first to react. Sirenscape, uh, 10 out of 10 Gug sounds, by the way. Uh, I'm going to pull and chug a Drake Heart Mutagen for two actions. Okay, are you dropping your wand or your staff on the ground? Uh, staff. Okay. 
and that you one left. then I am going to throw up a shield. The first of the gugs here, the uh, one closest to you, kind of around the corner, almost spider-like, you've seen the horrific way these things move before, is going to rampage up down this alleyway, sprinting on all fours, pushing off a uh, left, left, left one, him, pushing off as much uh, with his forearms as he does his feet, as he stampedes down to within range of the party here. And uh, as he comes up to the group of you, you've seen their hideous disjointed arms separated at the elbows swipe before. And as this creature kind of looms over you, uh, it's running almost doesn't stop as it just turns into a flurry uh, towards the party. So we're just going to go around the table because he's making an attack against all four of you. Ooh. Um, we'll start with Roshin. Uh, reactive shield, pop it up for... Uh... You, uh... you haven't gone yet. I haven't gone yet. Oh, go This ahead. thing is lightning fast. They are also very surprisingly fast, these gugs. And I'm there walking around doing seek actions on me. Um, it's going to be a 41 to hit you. 41's a normal hit. All right, and you are going to take... 20 points of slashing damage. Okay, knocks out my temp HP, and down to that. All right. Resume. It's nimble dodge. Nimble, though you haven't gone yet. Oh, you did go. Yeah, you can nimble yeah. dodge. I did. Thank you. Uh, it's going to be a 42 to hit you. It was one higher. It's going to be a regular hit. And as these claws, all four of them just sort of lash to the group of you, 22 points of slashing damage for you. I will break my shield. Um, okay, so I don't know what the hardness of your shield is. Uh, 15. Your so seven, then. shield's not up, is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, my magical shield. shield is up. I oh. cast shield. So you drew the Vicar, drank it, and cast shield. Okay, yeah, cool. So and, yeah, you take seven points of slashing damage. Then. And uh, that will uh, eat into my temporary hit points, so Resme will emerge unharmed as her magical shield dissipates uh, a little. Trishik, it's going to be a 30. Perfectly fine. And Marshall, it's going to be a 40, because that was exactly 10 higher. Regular hit. Yeah, not raging, so we just hit you normal style. And I got better armor. He's going to hit you for 27 points of slashing damage. 27. Even when not having gone yet, still really hard to hit. Yeah, and this thing, again, just an incredible flurry of attacks as these claws just kind of descend upon you here. Roshin. All right, we're catching a bit too close for comfort, I think. Uh, Rasheen's gonna carefully step up, mindful of those flailing spider limbs. Um, and then she's gonna set her shoulder and just shoulder check this thing to try to shove it away. Okay, yep, it is only large, you can do that. See that? Oh, that's a two, that's no good. I got a hero point here for that. That's better. Uh, it's going to be a total of a 33. Uh, 33 will succeed. That will push him back five feet, through which you can follow if you choose. I will totally follow. You push him down the hallway, making some space there. Appreciate it. And uh, then uh, bring the sword down to slash at it. For a do, 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 38. 38 will hit him. Yeah, I'm assuming they're evil, right? Uh, yes, they're going to be evil. You don't say. Just saying. They are intelligent enough to be evil. <laughs> All right, let's see here. That's uh, 16, 20, 22, tw uh, 28 damage, slashing and good. Okay. And that's my three actions. Here's the Trishik. I love the gug sounds, dude. <laughs> They're so angry. Well, you know what we have in the back there? 
Is it an artillery cannon called Jashik? Yeah. <laughs> Good news, they're all large, so you can fire over your allies quite easily. No cover for them. So I'm going to shoot the one in the farthest back first. <clears throat> oh, uh, that gun's bleeding, by the way. Okay. Four. What is a natural one? I will then shoot the second one. Did the Malachite just roll a natural one? Is that possible? Yes, it happens. It happens. He just doesn't talk about it when it happens. <laughs> All of life is a delicate balance. Or it's twice now that it was a 20, and then it hit this lip, and it came back to an 8. I want to file that lip down. I'm upset with you. So only a 27 of their flat-footed. 27 will not actually hit its flat-footed. It's this weird contortionate creature. Uh, what you think is mass to hit, the arrow just kind of flies through. It's sort of firing in a tangle of limbs, not an alleyway with three gugs in it. Well, don't worry, because I get three shots. This one at a minus 10. But it's going to be a 20, so it's not going to matter. Exactly. No, it's a four. <laughs> Marshall, as this salvo from Tashik comes out, missing everything, uh, Rasheen making some space here. Well, I'll do what I do best, but if it's one thing I know, got a name for a reason. Old Slappy! And then, rah, big marshal. Alrighty. As you grow up to fill the space behind Rasheen, one action left, you can definitely reach the gug. Uh, reason why. <laughs> Line fighting. Yep. We're doing it. We're doing the thing. Ooh, baby. That is going to be 16 plus 26. That's 42. 42. a critically hit. Oh, nice. And they're 3D tens. Tree. Tree. Old slappy. Yep. Old slappy. Prone. It's not prone. Critically hit. Oh, critically hit with the Albert, yeah. alarm is uh, move it five feet in any direction. Oh yeah, we'll slap it. Rectangle is hammered. Rectangle uh, is hammered. So you ahead. can you can move the gug five feet if you want. You also don't have to move. Yeah, it you don't have to. to. Yeah, I feel like it's better if I do. So I'm gonna push him back five feet. Okay. He takes a big slap and knocks him back under five feet back to his, his brothers. That looks like a symbol. That is not a natural number. I'm going to assume that's a ten. Symbol's the max. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The Norse Foundry like said duels are the max roll. 20 plus 17, so 37. Times so two. Times 74. two. 74. 74. Nice. Chunk Ooh. damage. Bam. It's a big old blow against that gug as it batters as I, it back as down you the just alleyway. See old Slappy just zoom over your head and just push this thing back. I gotcha. <laughs> the other two gugs, because fortunately I rolled their initiative in the order that they're in the alley, so that's easy. Uh, so the middle one that's now the right behind this one is immediately going to clamber up the wall of the building next to it. It doesn't go terribly high. The wall only goes about maybe 15 feet overhead uh, as this building is in a <clears throat> terrible state of disrepair. It's going to climb up above the gug in front of him and just a little bit, yeah, almost on the side of the wall right above him and Roshin. And... Uh, that's very much going to be within the range of... Well, actually, he's, he's got equal range. He's getting in slapping range of you. You're both 15 feet reach. So he'd stop at that. So you wouldn't actually provoke an attack of opportunity. But he would slap from up there, oh, lashing okay. out with uh, with one of these disjointed arms, kind of twisting with this weird sectioned elbow to slash at you once. For... Uh, I have a full... Reaching down, kind of unexpecting you to, not really expecting you to match his size, and you got this giant weapon that can kind of keep him at bay. That's why he can pivot hit you with the other hand that's coming out of the same elbow. Uh, Dragonic Soul's power. He's keeping a 15-foot distance, you said? Yeah, he's 15 feet. So, uh, but he's also right. 15, like 15 feet up the oh, wall. Oh, so he needs to be a little closer. So he's got to be right about there, the right. he's, he's just out of my range. All right, uh, and that's going to be a... Oh. Man, I'm really bad at math today. It's a 42 again. 
42 is exact critical. Oh, wait. Actually, no I have way. my fortified room. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I fortified so, room check. You're so raging I, and big, so you're clumsy too. We upgraded my armor to 30, uh, but to a plus two armor. So what's your base AC? 30. My base AC is 34 minus two. Oh, it's 32. And 42. And then it's 40. a 42. So it does actually. So, yeah. 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 Roll for your fortitude. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, you have a chance for the fortification, fortification room. We got it for a reason. DC 17. That's that is a one, one. So never mind. <laughs> it doesn't make it crit any harder. It just doesn't help. Uh, this claw going to rent through you for 46 points of slashing damage. 46. Okay. So. Strikes once and then snaps back, attacking again. The second claw, uh, unable to reach, like kind of the max distance this thing can reach. It's strange, erratic form, able to match the reach of your oversized halberd, but only just. Definitely natural on the second attack. Um, and then the gug in the back is going to clamber a little higher up over the wall of the building to uh, the left on this map, to your right as you're facing down this alley, up over it and out of sight. Would that provoke? Wait, he's like 50 feet away from you. He's oh, so wait, far no. away. He goes straight up that wall and out I'm of sorry. view. He's over here somewhere. Resme. Okay. He is somewhere in that darkness. There's a door in this alleyway, or at least a little hole in it in the crumbling building here. This building is much taller, but he goes up about 15 feet and then in through a window to an upper story of this building. Um, Resme will uh, look up at the one on the wall to her right and uh, see it coming toward her and flick up uh, a piece of rubble at it and try to knock it right as it comes up the wall toward her. So this one's uh, out of sight, so you mean The one above Markle? Yeah, no, yeah, that okay. one, yeah. And uh, that's telekinetic projectile. Okie dokie. And I will pew. use true strike. Pew pew. pew, pew. Double of roll. True strike is fun. You get a 17. I like 17s. Uh, that's gonna be a 39. 39 is absolutely going to hit. Yee. Oh, if it was flat-footed while climbing, that would crit, but it's not. Climb speeds, real climb nice. Speeds yeah. Climb speeds or climb speeds. Yeah, you need one more for that. That's fine. Wait, that's a roll. That's a three. You gotta re-roll that. Three, six. You guys need one more D6? Because yeah, like, you can take this one for my Norse Foundry set because okay, I'm not going to pretend any NPCs ever rolled D6s. I'll take that. All right, so you have that's three okay, floating, so that's going to be six, seven, 13, uh, third, so it's 20, 26. Uh, plus five is 31. Okay. And then. Um, that's three actually, so I don't know yep. what the end is going to be. Um, but. The gug on the bottom here has been kind of pushed back. Uh, perfectly still in reach of Roshin. Uh, actually, it seems like it's very capable of reaching Marshall at this point as these gugs are kind of just piling up at the edge of the range. Uh, it is going to lash out with these elongated claws towards Roshin, just using its bulk and its size to just try to attempt to overwhelm you as it batters down. A reactive shield, snap it up. Claws coming in from seemingly every angle. 38. A 38, normal hit. Gonna be 21 points of slashing damage. Okay. Uh, followed by uh, 21. Uh, 21 is gonna just scrape the stone over her head. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense. These gugs 
are fighting with an insane fervor. Um, it is much more than what you saw of the Gugs before when you first came into Sagarok. These Gugs are beyond enraged. It's almost Those like Gugs we killed their lord. Because you were there. These Gugs hate you. Um, it's claws raining down the one landing. You're able to defend yourself from the rest as you are, again, at this point, quite practiced. And it's not even your first rodeo being overwhelmed by Gugs in a small hallway. Yeah, yeah, this is a Roisin. That one jumped over the wall to the right. It might try to flank a resume. Keep an eye out. I Noted. Um, Roisin is going to step forward because the Gug's out of her reach. Boop. Uh, raise the shield and slash with uh, her sword. Uh, that's only a six. That's a 29. 29. Uh, it's going to score across its flesh, but just uh, possibly a painful blow. Not really a meaningful one. Just going to miss. Okay. Uh, that's my actions. Uh, for Sheik. How tall is the building to my front left? Um, the one that it's up on the wall of. It's it's only about like these wall. This one looks like it's seriously desecrated. It's only about fifteen feet high. This thing's pretty much at the top of the wall, Perfect. swinging down a marshal. On the other side is much taller, looming 30, 35 feet overhead. One of fifteen feet's perfect. Okay, fair enough. So I'm gonna move over to it, and I have a twenty foot climb speed. Okay. So I'm. So gonna, you can get up on the top well, of that corner in one go. Move and then twenty foot. I'd be up to the edge, and then I'm gonna sneak because I'm around the corner, up onto the top. Okay. Um, and this one, as in a state of disrepair, you can get on top of the wall, but it certainly does not have any kind of a roof or anything at this point. You can I see the inside of the building is side. utterly obliterated. Yeah, I wanna be on the inside of that wall where right. I'm not directly seen. Fair enough. So I climb up over the top and rest on the other side. You can turn his night vision thing on. And then plink down over the edge. Can you shoot a bow while you're climbing on the wall? Do I you can have stand, a... I don't have boots on, so I can stand. You, you don't need to get out both hands free? Yep. Fair enough. That's the whole point of the... So what are you shooting Iron quads. From the inside of the wall? No, I'm and on, he's on hiding. the top. Oh, okay. Shooting at the other one that's on top of the wall. Yes. Okay, fair enough. Plus he has So tails. I'm just looking over the edge, shooting at the other guy who's right there near me. Uh, um, is he within 15 feet of that guy that's inside the wall there? Uh, he has the ear hidden, though, so he doesn't see you. Never mind. Mm -hmm. Like, you're definitely an AOO in range, but he doesn't see you. That's going to be a 40. So you climb up the wall, you hid, and, and then shot. shot. I climbed up the wall and just hid I and then snuck, shot, and then shot. You have to be hiding to sneak. You, you want to be, be on the end sight. Oh, fair, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, forty will critically hit. Get an arrow on one of the limbs he has on the inside and just kind of stick him to the inside of this wall. It will actually. Yeah, he is indeed stuck. Uh, he's not lawful, and he's not undead. No, he is neither of those things. Is he mold? He could be mold. He our, could true, be. They... our true nemesis? <laughs> <laughs> Only Roisin's true nemesis. <laughs> so, 3, 4, 5, 9, 14, 17, 25, 50, and he is stuck. Nice. Alrighty, he's pinned there. Marshall. I'm going to five foot step forward. You can reach him from there. You got 15 foot reach. Mm -hmm. You can reach both Gugs. Oh, I can reach both? Oh, yeah. In that case. They're at like, um, they're, you are at mutually 15 foot range because they also have 15 foot reach. I'm just going to. Which is horrifying. You know what? I'm going to do it. Uh, well, first, I'm actually going to do the smart thing. I'm going to psych up. 
get some t- temp HP back. I'll go oh. screams at you. Imagine tripping this guy off the wall and he goes to fall and his hand catches because of the arrow. I was about to say, could I trip him <laughs> if he's stuck? Painful. Um, I'm honestly not positive about the interaction of tripping I'm, and climbing. He's literally this. stuck there, so like you could do it, but he's not going to go anywhere because yeah. he's literally immobilized. So. No, it, it was just a question. I think I'm going to stick with my original plan and go, Hey, Roshin, should I do it? And I goes reach for the beads. Oh, knock yourself out, Marshall. I look at the guy in front. Hey, Uncle A. Booga, booga, booga. As you do that, he slaps <laughs> at you to, uh, as you take a hand off of your weapon and ooga, booga, booga. Before the magic comes out, it reaches one claw from Roshin just to slap out your direction. Uh, that's going to give it an attack opportunity. Okay, I figured. I don't care. Uh, it's going to be a 31. Miss. To miss. That plus one made a but difference. Kids. The one on top of the wall, one hand may be pinned in, but the other arm can still reach down. And it's going to use its attack of opportunity as well. Oh, I forgot you could do those things. Yeah. How can you 33. forget that? It's a normal hit. So it does not interrupt your action. You still get to do it. Okay. Uh, but you are going to take 21 points of slashing damage. Oh, that's not time. That's not. That's not too bad. Okay, so 21. You said yes. Okay. Getting hit for there. 21 about 50 times will start to add up. Yeah, <laughs> eventually, but. I got potatoes, it's fine. Anyway, booga booga booga, click click. Uh, so is that one target or is that AOE on the higher level one? I think it's just one. I think it's, I think just, it's one. just one. It's, I think it's just one, but it's a higher level and does. Give me, give me like two seconds oh, and I will find it. Oh, it's under my Age of Ashes. So you can find it first. Hey, book or internet, it's definitely in there. I have literally no idea where this would be. Services. I'm not good at perusing the uh, item list. Mass cast spear spell with DC is 20. It doesn't say target. Demon mask. Oh yeah, that's a two action. Yeah, it's thing a third too. level fear, which can target both of the gugs that you can see. Nice. Oh. Cool. Oh. oh, it's third level. Okay. It's a yeah, because the greater. Demon oh. Mask. You got a okay. greater, right? Did you get a regular demon mask? Uh, I think it's a greater. Yeah. Oh, I did. Oh, I thought it was a regular. Okay. Did you get the 85 gold one or the 900 gold one? 900. You got the greater. Okay. Greater yeah, that's is greater. buy it in the first place. Yeah, because was... that was what it got offered you. Greater yeah. Demon Mask is a third level fear, which is an AoE, so it can hit both of them. Uh, so they are both going okay. to make I typed saves. in the wrong one then. Okay, there we go. There we go. Now I got it. Okay, the Gug in front of you in the alleyway is going to get a 37, which is going to regular succeed, so it's frightened one. Uh, okay. The Gug up on the wall is going to get a 22, which is going to regular fail, so it's frightened too. You see both of them kind of shy back and belay their assault for a moment. Lamps are scary. Booga booga booga, that's all I had to do. They've been ooga booga booga. Did you uh, have another action? That was no, that was a two action psych ability. Fear. Ah. Um, the one up on the wall, pinned in the wall as he is, is just going to lash out in a wild fervor. Uh, I believe he can, from up there, reach Roshin, Marshall, and Trashik. And he is just going to flail wildly as he pulls on the other hand, trying to get unseated from the wall here. Do I have cover because I'm on the other side of the wall? He's both kind of... I'll give you plus one. I'll give you, like, lesser cover. Yeah, plus one. So, uh, Roshin first. And he's the one that's feared one, right? He's feared one, yep. Okay. It's going to be a... No, he's the one on the wall feared two. Oh, okay. So it's going to be a 26. Uh, 26, again, it's no... It's just you have to guard. It's nowhere nearer. Marshall, it's gonna be uh, 32 with Frightened too. That's exact. Almost made it miss. Uh, he's gonna catch you for 24 points of slashing damage and Trashik. Nimble dodge. Nimble dodge. It's gonna be a uh, 23. Ooh. Ah. 
I'm on the other side of the wall. He's not sure where I am. Yeah, and He's then just slapping the back. And with there. that, he he obviously just wrenches his hand free. The bolt or the arrow is still wedged through his hand. He doesn't pull the pull it out. He just snaps it off from the wall, uh, clinging with one leg and one of the hands from his left arm. Um, the other one, if you want to turn on Resme's vision, so they can see the hallway back there. Yep. The other Gug is going to come writhing out of a second story window uh, to your right in this alleyway next to you. It's not a large window. It's like a normally sized dwarven window. And this thing is gonna like writhe and jerk out of it like something from a nightmare. It's like water. Clinging to the wall right outside. And he doesn't have to force himself through either. He just comes through it at awkward angles, limbs, every direction. And from there, looks, sees giant Marshall, which actually would provoke, he would be in range, because he's, be, he's gonna be five feet back from Marshall on the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a 29, that's probably not gonna happen. Yeah, it's flat-footed, because he's squeezed the window. Absolutely, Oh, well, in that case. Squeezing. He's also frightened. He's also, he's, he's, he's not. not frightened. Oh, he's not frightened, okay. Oof, seven, six. 26 plus seven. 10. Wait, yeah, 20, yeah, no wait, that's seven. That is a seven, I cannot read. Okay, so 14. 23 17. So 40. numbers now. 40 damage onto him as he comes out. I, I just, as I see him come around the corner, I do what old Slappy's named for. Pancake him. So whip it around and hit him the other direction, which is just truly impressive. Uh, but he comes out, takes that, of a, sees you, still clearly cognizant, sees tiny elf in the alleyway, much less protected. And with all of his <laughs> limbs attached to the wall, just launches his torso at you. The top of their torso, almost the whole thing opens up into this tooth maw with one eye on either side. He launches his whole body open at you. Resume goes, mm, meep, meep, and then does a dodge back, nimble dodge. <laughs> it's gonna be, he's not frightened at all. 42. Regular hit. It's nice that 42s are A, not uncommon, and B, not crits anymore. It's going to be 33 points of piercing damage as these teeth snap and rake around you as he lashes and strikes and pulls back. And that was both of these boys, so Resme. Um, Resme is going to mobility uh, away from this thing. Mobility is good. Uh, mobility is excellent. Took an entire archetype specifically for mobility. And well, it's, it pays off a lot. It does. It it's does. so good. <laughs> it's the casters don't get killed ability. And uh, she does not have a whole lot of ways to deal with making this thing go away. So she is going to pull out a scroll and uh, cast out Prisma Colorum. And cast chromatic wall. Next turn. Next. That's three actions, yeah. Oh, what's three actions? Casting one the spells pull. next turn. All so walls. you have one action. Le- you have two actions left. One action you're using to pull the scroll. Yeah. Casting two. the spell. Takes chromatic three wall is action. three. Oh, I didn't know yeah. chromatic. Well, even if it was, even two, if it was two, you two, didn't you have, have enough one to action cast left. It. You only have one action scroll. left. Mobility. Pull scroll. Oh, mobility. I forgot. I moved. Sorry. All wall uh, spells are three actions. I believe. Yeah, I think they all are. So you can ready that for next turn. But you have one action left for now. Uh, I am going to sit there and look pensive. Yeah, shield is gone. Yep. yep. Shield got blinkered. Like, uh-oh. The one in the middle of the alleyway that Roshin is up against now uh, seems to have 
no major concerns, uh, but it is going to take a step back out of Marshall's reach and yours as well before it continues. Uh, still I'm sorry, assaulting with I claws. just got this and forgot I had it. I'm going invisible. Oh, your armor, right. Yeah. You can use the armor and turn invisible. Whoop. That is fine. Uh, before it continues swiping at Roshin, starting with a 26. Uh, 26 just clatters off its So it's bleeding, so... Uh, yeah, so, six points of bleed damage. I also inflicted bleed. Did you crit it? Yeah. They no, take you didn't a, crit that one. They take uh, a different okay. one. I crit this guy. Yeah, yeah. They take an amount of damage that uh, one tick of bleed, I will just write like four hundred. Sure. Um, Mine's D12. Good start. All right, five. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I rolled it, but... 35. Uh, 35. Um, she's going to catch it on her shield guard and shrug it off. Let me see these bleeds. Uh, both still bleeding. And that's it for him. And then roll me his bleed for the end of Six. this turn. Six. Okay. And he's still bleeding. Persistent damage. And Roshin. You're not bleeding. Uh, they do like how initiative keeps dividing itself into fights. Like we have this alley fight where you're right next to each other. We have Marshall and the guy on the wall who are right next to each other. And we have the backline demon and Resume who are right next to each other. Initiative keeps kind of segmenting into these separate little encounters. It's, it's neat. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Dice tell us. When the you're word. alone with the Gug. <laughs> you're not alone. Your team's just facing the other direction. He's alone. That's true. Although he still fully knows you're there. Does still fully know that we're there. Um, That Gug that's up on the wall, can I swing at it? It's too high up. It's too high it's up? It's like 15 up. How gotcha. high can you jump? In plate? <laughs> Five feet, maybe? Interestingly enough, because I meet the strength minimum for that plate, pretty darn high. It's... I mean, I can get that one. Fair enough. Um, well, let's see if the Gug does something. Let's let's see if the Gug on the wall decides to come flank itself. Uh, Roshin's gonna st- press the advance and keep going five feet forward. Um, uh, once again, uh, yeah, let's keep that shield up. Um, she's fairly certain she can outlast this thing. Uh, and and just, it does look pretty battered at this point. Both that on the one on the wall both look fairly hurt. And just just rain a sword blow down on it. Uh, it's only a three, unfortunately. So even though it's frightened, which it probably isn't anymore. That it just one swung at is me. not anymore. The one on the wall is still frightened one. Yeah, that's a 26. 26 is not going to hit it. Though. Ah, okay. Trishik. Well, um, he's frightened. He's frightened, frightened one. one. Yeah, the one the one you're you, boxing here is frightened one. You know what being frightened means, it right? Means he's flat-footed. It means I'm taking his ankles. These are ankles that are worthy of being stolen. So... I'm going to move over it. <laughs> <laughs> well, specifically, how far away am I? It's hard to tell from this You're angle. 10. I think you can... I think you can... I think step specifically is on land. I'm pretty sure you can't step climbing or swimming. So if you move up to him, he's going to get a swing. Sure. Nimble dodge. He's going to try to bite you. Um, it's going to be a 38. Oh, he successfully hit me. Well, he, you... Approach directly into his maw. Ma. Uh, but only 21 points of piercing damage. And then what we're going to do is There's we're going to... battling gonna, like horrific demons on top of this wall here. We're going to hit him with claws. He is it frightened clouds. and flat-footed, which does stack. His AC is bad. Oh, no. For a one. But... Your roll is bad. Now we steal his ankles. Because okay. he's not pinned. And I can trip him off the wall. <laughs> Do it. Do it. What's with the apes today? 
Valkyte doesn't like you. Uh, at a minus five on your athletics, they're actually pretty fast, and I'm pretty positive that's not going to succeed. 24. It's not, no. Uh, but as they battle atop the wall there, Marshall, who has his pick of pretty much any Gug, like you can't reach the one far down the alley, but the one behind him or the one on the wall, both in range. So the two one, the, the one on the wall and the one in front, they look kind of pretty beat up. They look pretty The one in the center of the alley is by far the most injured. The one on the wall is also pretty hurt. The one in the back the one is behind technically me just, taking damage. I just slapped it once. You slapped that's all damage. Well, taken, yeah. I'm going to do the responsible thing and keep my uh, caster alive. I'm just going to... Trip him off the wall. The one behind you? You mean the, the one, one behind here? Me. Yeah. yeah, okay. Okay. Yep. 17. Uh, 17 plus 24, so that's 41. Uh, 41 is definitely going to critically succeed. Roll a d6, baby! No! Wish we had that NPC shenanigans that let us do a d12 on a I trip. Use... That's actually a part of the fighter feet knockdown. Really? Yeah, you ah. use the weapon die. Three. Oh, he takes wow. three damage and is knocked prone, falling off the wall into the street. And as a responsible dwarf, I'm going to psych up. Actually, 13, because he fell 10 feet. Oh. Uh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Smack Wham. it. All right, minus five. But he's prone. Minus five, so 13 plus 26 is 39. That crits. Nice. That wow, crits. nice. Oh, and even if he's prone, can I drag him towards me? You can. Yes. It's, so, yep, that I does not just prevent the, the, the hooky part of the blade and just like slain it into his chest and pull him towards me. And drag him closer to you. That's a little, that's pretty sexy. <laughs> that's, <laughs> he thought you were the nightmare demon, Gug. Not anymore. All maybe, nines. Three nines. Maybe two levels ago, you were the nightmare demon, Gug. <laughs> uh, let's see. So nine times three is 27 plus 17. 44. Is that before doubling? Yes. Oh my god. And times he's, two. He's dead. That one's dead. You do. You I just kind of, as I drag him, I accidentally slide him half. Go up, guys. I ruined this one. When this thing eats, <laughs> hits eighty-eight damage on a crit, you see some serious. This is Cyrus. And, and then I, I just kind of like, kind of do the like, uh, don't look at this mess over. Just gently shove the corpse over to the, kick, around the corner, kick, and then just point my halberd over him, like. Nothing happened over there. It's okay, guys. All these ambience and sound effects are sirenscape. They're quite fantastic. Yeah. All right, well, he's not on initiative anymore, which is good because he was up next. Uh, but the one on the wall up here fighting with Rashik Invisible is going to do his best to eat this lizard who is doing lizard stuff to him and trying to steal his ankles. You've already... <laughs> <laughs> Why was that so funny? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, the podcast isn't even going to know. It's a purely <laughs> visual joke. But, uh, so for the podcast, I stuck my tongue out like a lizard would. You, uh, you have already crawled largely into his mouth as he bites you, and now he just pulls in, uh, hanging <sighs> off the wall with one arm, savaging you with both See, the claws See, now I'm going to get him other. like a lizard, though. He's got a hold of me, so I'm just going to... But he's less raking and more almost just punching. You can hear uh, around you the stone being knocked loose from the wall as rubble kind of rains down the alleyway, alleyway behind uh, Roshin as it's just punching at you with his clawed hands. Um, it is going to get a 26. Oh, so close. These rolls are 3 or 19. There has been pretty much no in-between so far for these guys. real close. You almost had me. Okay, well, 23 didn't do it, but how about a 21? Yep, you got me. Ooh, you got me. Ooh. Super cocky. So, uh... 21 didn't do it. Neither did 23, but what about 25? Oh, 
Oh, see, he went up a little more. He thought he might be. So better. you're flat up against the wall here, and as it's just like raining on, raining blows around you, trying to cling to the wall itself, you're almost so small. It's like trying to swat at a fly. It can't effectively take you down. Resume. Uh, Resume uh, will be like, oh, well, that solved that problem. Thanks, Marshall. You're welcome. Uh, and uh, she'll reappear. And uh, she'll uh, look up at the one on the wall by Trishik, and uh, magically her eyes will Definitely kind Definitely of... can't see that. Yeah, you, oh, you can't see either. Here. I'll move out to there, that's fine. Okay. And her eyes will pro like pop out of her head and go... <laughs> and... <What? laughs> like actually out of your head? Well, he thinks they are. And she'll say, conform. And she'll befuddle him. Well, he's certainly befuddled, I guess. I mean, um, we had booga booga booga. Is I'm, that a, <laughs> wait, is that I'm a, befuddled. See? I'm very befuddled. Is that a hostile it, action? No, it's a magic thing. She just missed initiative. Uh, it would absolutely be a hostile action, yes. Okay. Uh, we'll save. Okie dokie. What's your spell, DC? 32. 22. Ooh, that perfect is a critical failure. On a critical failure, he is clumsy, three, stupefied, three, and confused. He, yep, he's probably all those things. <laughs> <laughs> See, magically, her eyes popped out of her head, and that's what he saw, and he was wow, real confused. Wow, that's a lot of debuffs. Okay. Um, only he can see that? Only he can see it. Down in the alleyway, as this one is still boxing at Rasheen. Uh, it is going to lean down, failing with the claws, just opening its maw and slamming its head down into the ground, uh, mouth agape, to try to... Natural one. I guess that's what happens when you slam your head into the ground. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> just half a step back and you spam right into the pavement. You all right? <laughs> You're all right? Hey, you okay? And it just continues swiping, once with one arm and once with the other. Um, 34. Uh, deflected with the shield into a natural, I was going to say not a natural 20, but it was a natural 20, um, which is 33. So what, oh wait, no, 35. 35 would normally be a miss. So, so it's, it's only a, a regular hit, hit so on the like, natural 20. So try to block with the sword, but it collapses it into her. Hey, we're going to the point where we're making things uh, not crit us on crits. That's good. That's uh, a good time. But it's going to be 25 points of slashing damage. Um, pull that shield in the way for a shield block. Uh, so I'm just going to take 10 of that. And Roshin is your turn. Um, Clumsy three, stupefied three, and confused. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's that Gug's gonna have a bad day up there. Uh, this Gug in front of me might have a bad day if I can hit it. Um, reset the shield and then go for a couple of slashes since I don't have to stride toward it anymore. Hey, that's a forty-one. Uh, it's a crit. Wow, nice. That's not bad. Uh, let's see here. That's going to be 13, 19, 19, and 6. Uh, 25 times 2, 50 points of damage. Uh, that is going to definitely slay the alley, uh, Gug, here. Right. Gug, 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 gug. And then just, just kind of kind of turn around and kind of just look, look back up. Look at the wall on the wall. The wall on the wall <laughs> looks lost. Like It's like he forgot what he was doing. <laughs> He's like staring at the ground between you and Marshall. I think Trushik made it a little bit batty. Uh, Resume's laughing a little. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I guess He's I'll, befuddled. I'll just chill out here a bit, I guess. <laughs> Trushik? Well, I'm now adjacent to him. So he seems very... He's not even looking at you anymore. <laughs> 
It's the so best level fact, one spell when you're ever. you're confused, you're flat-footed. That makes sense. It totally makes sense. <laughs> you are flat-footed, yep. He's flat-footed and clumsy three. Oh, it's not a stack. That's not a circumstance. But, uh... Ooh. Is that funny. a circumstance? Flat-footed should be a circumstance. It does stack, so he's freaking minus five AC. Okay. 36. I crits. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Give me those ankles. For the power of minus five AC. I love Befuddle. He's not confused anymore. You slap him back to reality. He is still clumsy three and stupefied three. Four, four, eight, 12, 19, 27, 54. That will stick Still alive. Oh, nope, it's not. That one wasn't that How's he looking? Very injured. I'm going to trip him. Because I really want him to die to fall damage. I think it'll be funny. Yes. So. Got it. Yeah. Got it. This Got is at a plus Got 16 it. with my minus 5. Got it. 24 with whatever penalties he has. Because it does affect his. Uh, 24 exactly succeeds. He falls. He falls 15, 15 feet. feet, and what happens? <laughs> so I'm going his to. His reflex uh, save is 17, so it's 14 clumsy three. <laughs> and literally anyone can look up Gog in the bestiary. I'm not making it up. I'm hot. That was well done, sir. Exactly, so Ethel. I'm going to come over the wall. Oh my god. Dig my claws into where he's holding on. And then just toss him off. He just kind of lands in a tangled heap on the ground and twitches a bit and just kind of stops moving. Long <laughs> I'm just pointing down at it. I made his eyes twitch. Just looking at the thing as fall down next to me and die. <laughs> I, I perhaps should have told you to be careful of falling gug. Is it weird I actually had fun with this? Not right. at all. Next demon on the roof, Trishik. You're clearly better suited for it. Although there I could have use a little patching on the roof I'll take care of you. A week. Clearly, the you remember how bad these were? I remember were. the mold. Two levels. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was saying. Was the mold was, was the true terrible. enemy. I don't know what you're talking about. We almost <laughs> lost two, at least two people. It was you know you're 11 at the start of this yeah. quest. It was two levels. Yep. Had a bunch of a year ago, but now I also got these, to assassinate one of them. So these gugs are still. Uh, an amount of a threat. I mean, they've done a fair amount of damage to you, I imagine. They did. They did some you, damage. You could rest to try to heal up if you can here, but you feel in the middle of the streets of Sagarok here. Probably not a good idea. You're really not terribly safe. It's okay. We so can magic a little. It wiser to push as far as you can. You can switch back to get back to the city. Um, over to the mines before you prepare yourselves to head deeper within. Mm -hmm. But you're most of the way there from here. And when we return next week, well, turns out Kaga is actually the leader of the entire star faction, uh, which is a minor problem. But we know where he is. Oh, and it's a minor problem because he's in a mine. <gasps> I get it. Oh my God, you're so right. Wow. I'm with you on this Rockfall. one. Rockfall. Hey, do you want me to turn me into a boss again so I can kill them? <laughs> you mean when well you got your time. butt separated? We. But we don't have rats. That's not going to matter, believe me. Uh, we'll be back <laughs> next weekend. Thanks, everyone, for hanging out, for joining us. If you do celebrate it over here, enjoy your 4th of July. If not, yes. have a great time with the rest be of your safe. weekend. Yes. Be safe. Don't Looking do stupid things. Don't drink and drive. Don't, don't drink and set off explosives. Don't drink and set off explosives. Give love to your Also, watch out for aliens. Don't be as dumb. we all know, the true yeah. danger of the 4th of July is alien invasion. 
we return Toy next week, we have a uh, list of intel from the good King Maliwan here of Sagarok, and possibly some ways that will greatly reduce the defenses of the Scarlet Triad and apparently Strymalura, who is lurking just below. Lurky. See you guys next week. Bye, Thanks guys. for coming. Bye.